across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Woman's Compensation Hope, Missing Luton Dad Makes Contact with Police and Fire Service Anger at Stevenage Hoax Call. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Nikki Jones from St Albans has haemophilia and contracted hepatitis C after receiving treatment after an operation. More from Carol Abercrombie. Nikki says she was given Factor 8, a blood clotting agent from donated blood, which was contaminated when she had an operation to remove her tonsils in 1980. She was refused compensation in 2004 and is among a large group of people still campaigning. A report by Lord Penrose is due to be published later this month into cases in Scotland, which she hopes will eventually lead to payouts. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man, 22-year-old Kieran Carol was last seen at about 2pm on Tuesday with baby Louie on the CCTV of a Luton hotel. A man using a Facebook account in Mr Carroll's name sent a message to police saying he was fine. Bedfordshire police replied saying they need to see the pair in person, adding it's not the role of the police to decide on child custody matters. The Crown Prosecution Service has said it was right not to charge a man who's been convicted in the US of plotting to blow up the Arndale shopping centre in Manchester. Abid Nazir was found guilty in New York of also planning to target other sites in Europe and the United States. He was extradited to the US in 2013. Downing Street has said David Cameron will take part in only one TV debate ahead of the general election, a 90-minute programme with six other party leaders before the end of this month. Number 10 has ruled out a head-to-head with Ed Miliband. Jack Blanchard from the Daily Mirror says Mr Cameron's move is not surprising. The last thing he wants to do is go head-to-head with Ed Miliband in a one-to-one, an hour and a half, and let the public make their own minds up because if you look at how the two leaders poll in head-to-head showings, David Cameron's obviously in front, so he would say he's only, he can only lose from that and so he's done everything he can to avoid that situation. Hertfordshire Fire Service say details of a hoax call to flats where two firefighters died have been passed to the police. Four appliances were sent to Harrow Court in Stevenage last night after a caller claimed people were trapped. The fire service say despite the suspicions of the operator, they were obliged to treat the call as genuine. Two firefighters died tackling a blaze at Harrow Court in 2005. The planning minister, Brandon Lewis, is in Milton Keynes today, ahead of a referendum on a business neighbourhood plan. It's the first of its kind in the country and will provide a blueprint for development in MK over the next 15 years. The referendum will be held on the same day as the general election in May. In sport, Chelsea remain five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham. Second place, Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. There were also wins for Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool. The weather, a frosty start, staying dry though with a mix of cloud and sunny spells. Maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Flipping heck, it's cold. Isn't it cold? Hey, who's had the worst breakfast this morning? I had a giant latte, a cookie and a big bag of Revels. Catherine, can you beat that? Um, I had a coffee and 
A chocolate brioche, which sounds quite nice. And Kelly, am I all right for breakfast? You had Simon Oxley. Any truth in the rumours? I can't deny those rumours. Thank you so much. Denials are always accepted and appreciated here at BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to phone up, tell us about your rubbish breakfast you've had. Or if you want to deny something. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And I... Controversy on the Facebook page. Controversy on the Facebook page yesterday as I threw out... Uh, a subject that I said we were going to do, we're going to do it, but I also said we need to change the name. It was a, a, a WIP, a WIP. Kelly, what does that stand for? A work in progress. The title yesterday was Disabilities You Have That Wouldn't Get You a Blue Badge. But we did illustrate the point by saying we were not being flippant about people who are seriously disabled. We were being silly about ourselves. Kelly? Is this on your own private Facebook? This is on the BBC Three Counties Facebook page. Oh, there was this, controversy. Has it been removed? No. There was controversy. It's no, not no on we now. didn't put that on the Facebook It's one page. of the comments. Someone, someone heard uh, it. And anyway. Someone deliberately misheard it. I the think. examples we gave were, I can't belch. Catherine? Can't do cross eyes. And Kelly? Can't do that with my right hand. She's doing the, the Vulcan greeting. So, di- disabilities you got that wouldn't get you a blue badge. I- I've thought about it overnight, and for all of you sensitive people out there, uh, things you can't do that other people can. Not quite as catchy, your fault, not mine. Things you can't do that other people can. I suggest we get Justin out on it immediately. Although, I know he's on a very serious mission today. Can we also say, morning, Wendy? Because we know you'll be... Morning, Wendy! Morning, Wendy! Justin um, is... Uh, Uh, Well, I mean, I didn't have any respect for him at all. But what little respect I didn't have for him yesterday was blown away by the wind when a series of emails were sent to all of the BBC Three Counties breakfast crew. And um, uh, he's talked... Justin's talking about a panther. He's talking about uh, a farmer whose... One of his uh, sheep has been attacked by the uh, said panther, he says. Except, he said, whoa, 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 as Justin said in his email, he's not a farmer, he's just someone that's got lots of sheep. If only there was a word <laughs> for someone who had lots of sheep. If only there was a word. Now, now, guys, he's not a farmer, he's just someone that's got a lot of sheep. Oh, a sheepman. A sheepman, that, that'll do. We'll call him a sheepman. <laughs> And then Justin had a go at us for not taking the panther story seriously. Uh, this is the Justin that had a pink panther and a gorilla wrestling in the background while he's, someone told their honest-to-goodness story. He's gone out in a blooming Gilbert O'Sullivan cap trying to chase this thing down.
Hats off to Harry Nilsson this morning, guys. Call us with your Harry Nilsson stories. 08459. I'll give out the rest later on. That's called a tease. You're right, you're a bit tangled up there. I'm doing it on purpose so it doesn't ping in my face. Oh, I'm so sorry, my darling. There's a a strategy. Let me strap it back down. That shouldn't be pinging in anybody's face. I can only apologise. Now. (laughs) You're talking about my headphone cable. Yeah, sure. Everybody. Sure. Okay. Uh, St Albans, all the people that have a go at me on Twitter for being childish, this makes me want to be more childish. And that's quite childish in itself. Yeah. A St Albans woman who was given, this is a very serious story actually, a St Albans woman who was given contaminated blood hopes a report out later this month will finally uh, mean she gets compensation. Nikki Jones has haemophilia. When she was eight, she was given Factor 8, a blood clotting agent which she believes gave her hepatitis C. The use of manufactured Factor 8 has been described by Lord Robert Winston as the worst disease disaster in NHS history. Catherine, you've got more on this. I'd not, I'd never heard of this, uh, obviously I've heard of haemophilia and hepatitis C. I'd never heard of this, this factor. Right? What, what is Robert Winston talking about when he says it's, it's such a big disaster? Well, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I hadn't heard of it before, but thousands of people in the UK, many of them haemophiliacs, were infected when they were treated with these blood products, which were imported from the US in the 1970s and 80s. Now, there is a campaign group who's trying to raise awareness of this. It's called Contaminated Blood. And according to this group, Blood products came from the US where intravenous drug users, prostitutes and prison inmates were being paid to donate blood oh. known to carry a high risk of infection. Oh, guys. I, anyone see the flaw in that plan? Wow. A recent parliamentary report by a group of MPs said around 7,500 people were infected by these products. More than 2,000 patients are thought to have oh, died dear. as a result. Now, opening a debate in the Commons recently, the Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire, who you'll be speaking to later on, Alistair Burt, said the scale of the disaster is immense. This is the 15th biggest peacetime disaster in British history, in which the Black Death at 3.5 million is the worst, but the awful Aberfan, whose name we all know, is but the 142nd, with 144 lives lost. Contaminated blood has killed 12 times more. Uh, Nikki Jones is uh, the name of the person we mentioned earlier on. She's got uh, um, uh, hepatitis C, she believes, because of this fact, right? We're going to talk to her later on. But briefly, give us um, sort of the background to her story. Well, she believes she was one of these people who was infected in the 70s and 80s when she was a child. Her, f- her family say that she went from being a happy, active child to one that was always tired, spent a lot of time in bed and had skin rashes and just generally in poor health. The medical profession put it down to her age and psychological problems. When did she find out that she had hepatitis C? Well, not till pr- pretty recent, actually. It wasn't until 1995 that she discovered she'd been tested for hepatitis C in 1991. And was positive, but she hadn't even been told that she'd been tested for it. Blimey. Hepatitis C is a virus that can infect and damage your liver, and when Nikki was pregnant with her second child, she had a letter through to say that she was at high risk for CJD because she'd received blood from people who had the degenerative brain disease. She's given no warning or discussion, just a letter out of the blue. I'm surprised that she's not been awarded millions in compensation already. She's been struggling, hasn't she? Really she really has. There are various funds that have been set up to help victims, such as the Skipton Fund. Now, Nikki says she applied for that, but was turned down on the grounds that she'd naturally cleared the virus. But medical experts disagreed, and they believe there's a strong link between what later transpired. She, she got breast cancer. Mm. Um, and the medical experts have suggested that the hepatitis C may have been 
the cause of it or a cause of it. Um, A recent report by a group of MPs highlights how most people with hepatitis C receive no ongoing payments and they feel as though they have to beg for discretionary payments. And it recommends that payments to people infected through contaminated blood are at a level which lifts them out of poverty. I don't know what that means, that sentence. It recommends that payments to people infected through... Okay, right, so they get a significant enough payment to to make a difference. Surely it seems obvious to me. If you've got hep C through you know, your own lifestyle choice, well, then you should probably get treatment, but maybe not compensation. But if you've been given a medicine that comes from a flawed source and has given you the the hep C, then... Well, duh, of course you should get compensation, shouldn't you? That's what the MPs are saying. A report by Lord Penrose is due to be published later this month, but that's into cases in Scotland. Oh. Now, Nikki Jones oh, hopes blimey. that, you know, if it goes her way, goes their way in Scotland, maybe it'll have a trickle-down effect to, not, to people here in, in England. I'm not saying this is the case in this situation, but do you ever get the feeling that uh, they drag out some of these health cases um, so, uh, so that most of the people are dead, so that it's a less payout? Well, those, those people that... Um, uh, were uh, affected by when we were testing nuclear bombs in the 50s on that island. And there were a load of people, have I got this right, were paid to stand on a ship a few miles out from this island um, to test the effects of standing a few miles out from an island while a nuclear bomb was dropped off. And hey, what a surprise, they've got cancer. Well, also, you've got the thalidomide case. Yeah, it's yeah. still battling. It's still battling. And that's, what, when was thalidomide? 40 years ago? 50 years ago? Something like that. And it's you just kind of get the feeling that the, the, these, the governments and these companies are battling and battling until there's only a handful of people left, and then they can go, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, of course we'll pay out, when really it, loads of people have suffered all their lives. I was just really shocked by the scale of this. I had no idea this no. had happened. Thousands and thousands of people in the UK. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Speed sensors on the main routes are the M1 and the A1M all moving fine at the moment. It's looking quite quiet so far. In High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, there's a lane closed for roadworks at Temple Street in both directions. That could cause some delays later on this morning. And if you're in London, the A40 Western Avenue is closed out of London from the RAF North Alt to the Hillingdon Circus. And in New Southgate on the North Circular Road, there's a lane blocked by an accident at Bounds Green Road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. We're just um, just doing our impressions of um, Ronnie Corbett here. Yeah, we said, go on, do it. No, no, funny thing. The I producer. Was to- I was talking to the producer. Kelly, go on, your turn. Your turn. You do it. You do Ronnie Corbett. Hello, yes, I know- to the producer. Do you know who Ronnie Corbett is? Yes, I do. I Why really don't like you do his voice? Lot. I can't do his voice. I can look like him, uh, though. Go on, then. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? That was weird. Nice one, Kells. Well done. 6.16. It's Thursday, the 5th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man. And Hertfordshire Fire Service say details of a hoax call in Stevenage last night to flats where two firefighters died in 2005 have been passed to the police. BBC Three Counties Radio.
every weekday from 12. Local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley are trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. Of people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedfordshire. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Kiss my who? I used to wake up in the morning I used to feel so bad I got so sick of having sleepless nights I went and told my dad He said, son, now here's some little something And stuck them on my wall And now my nights seem quite so lonely In fact, I, I don't know bad at all Pictures of Lily Justin. Hey, good morning, boss. Kath didn't know what that song was about. Pictures of Lily. Oh, you don't know what that song's about, do uh, no, you? No, no, go on. No, what? I can't really. Kelly, you know what that song's about. I do, yeah. Do you not know what that song's about, Justin? No, what's it about? Flipping. Come on, heck. tell me. No, Come I'm on. not going to tell you, mate. Come on. Do, you know, do you know what turning Japanese is about? No, it's not about that. Yes, it no, is. No, yes, it's it not. is. No, I've spoken yes. to somebody from the band. You're uh, wrong. No. You're wrong. No, well, you're, you're wrong. No, well, how, how can the people who wrote the song be wrong? No, 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 sorry. Did you speak to someone from the band or someone who wrote the song, Justin? Um, oh, I can't quite remember, but paper I Paper to... Thin. 
Paper thin. It's not about what you think it's about. That's well, what... pictures of Lily is. Oh. <laughs> you see? When I think about you, I touch myself. Whoa, I don't want anybody else. Oh, when I think about you, I touch myself. I touch myself. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is a conversation you should be having with Justin off air. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually. Yeah. After nine, yeah? Now, listen, this is um, Have a Go Heroes. When a pair of knife wielding robbers targeted a shopping bed they thought it was going to be easy pickings, but they didn't know the shopkeepers were armed, Justin. Yes. With a plastic cricket bat. I know. Uh, you've been to me. It's, it's Christopher Edwards and Ralph Kahn, is it, That's in right. Slip End? That's what right. What happened? I've been to meet uh, Christopher. Christopher is 59 years old. He's a, a very, very quiet man. And I think looking back at the images on the, the CCTV, he can't quite believe what he did. This happened at 6.30 last Sunday, Slip End, Luton. Christopher explained what happened. It was about 6.30 in the evening. We were doing some work on the ice cream fridge and... Uh, I heard the buzzer go, I just looked round, and then there's a guy was standing there with a knife pointing it at me. And then I saw the guy behind the counter, so I just ran at the counter and tried to grab him to stop him doing what he was doing. Instinctive, just like that? Yep. Didn't even think about it at the time. I mean, what's your message to anybody who thinks they can come into your shop and, and steal from you? Well, I tell them not to bother trying, because they know now that we won't let it happen. What did the other gentleman, Ralph Kahn, do? Mr Kahn, and I've seen the cricket bat, I've got a picture of this cricket bat. It's it's a cricket bat that I would think a three-year-old child would play with. Oh. He's picked up this plastic cricket bat and he has chased a man with a six-inch knife out of his shop. Again, watching the images on CCTV, it's like something out of those uh, TV shows in America. Which but, ones? Uh, the most terrifying... <laughs> not those ones, but... Dynasty? It, you know those programmes, most dangerous, most terrifying? He literally, he literally got hold of a yeah. plastic cricket bat and chased a man out of his shop who had a knife. Incredible were, stuff. Were these fellas not scared? Well, Christopher, as, as I mentioned, he's 59 years old. He said it was yeah. instinctive. I put that question to him. Was he scared? No, not at the time. I just went for it. But afterwards, I was shaking like a leaf. The adrenaline had actually kicked in for about an hour or so. And talking about it now, um, we came in the shop. We were quite relaxed in our conversation. Now we're talking about the details. Again, you're, you're starting to, to change. You're almost shaking now, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's just bringing it all back. But it hasn't put you off. You will continue to work in this shop. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. This is my life. So that's it. You're like a therapist, Justin. Mm. A counsellor, if you will. A spiritual yeah. guru. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't the only incident on that day, was it? There were a few other uh, things happening elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. Following the incident at Slip End, uh, the superstore there on Sunday evening, there was an attempted robbery. Uh, this was about an hour later. It was a shop on Wellington Street in Luton, so just a few minutes away. Uh, two men again. Uh, they threatened an employee with a large knife. Uh, they left the shop empty-handed, though, and at eight 8pm, two men again in masks this time. They entered a shop on the high street at Kensworth. They demanded money. Again, they had a knife. Uh, they left with about £400, some alcohol and cigarettes. The police think that these robberies could all be connected, oh. all three together, yeah. of course, on the same evening, yeah. and they're appealing for witnesses to contact them or to ring Crime Stoppers. Justin, yes. um, things you can't do that other people can do. I can't burp. 
Catherine, what can't you do? I can't burp on demand, no. I can't cross my eyes. Uh, Kelly, you can't do the Mr Spock Vulcan uh, thing with both hands. Yeah, I, I also can't whistle or reach things. Okay, fair play. Okay, so long. Mm-hmm. Justin, one, yeah. anything you can't do that other people can? Um, well, I think I said this to you. Be modest. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't whistle properly. Yeah. And okay. it's, it it really really gets to me. Could, could you take it to? The, oh no. It gets to you. I'll tell you why it gets to me because yeah. uh, there have been cases in my life where, yeah. where there's been a really attractive woman oh, walking sakes. down the street, and I would love to respect her by giving her a wolf whistle, but I just can't do could it. Could you take it to the streets, Just? Of course I can. One final thing. Yeah. Where would you put the lime? What? Come on, you know this. Where would you put the lime? I've got no idea what you're talking about, honestly. You, you uh, put it in the coconut. Brother bought a coconut, he bought it for the time. His sister had another one, she paid it for the
you silly woman. You're such a silly... You put the lime in the coconut. Everybody knows that. Drink put the lime in the coconut, you drink them both up. I think this is where they got the idea for King Julian from, from the, for the penguins <laughs> in Madagascar. 08459 555555. Where would you put the lime? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the A40 Western Avenue out of London at North Holt, there's been a serious accident between RAF North Holt and the Hillending Circus. That's closed and it's causing delays out of town from the Target roundabouts. In New Southgate on the North Circular Road, there's a lane blocked by an accident between Brown Green Road and Fry and Barnet. And in Hartford on Ware Road, there's roadworks going on at Cromwell Road. That's looking fine at the moment, but that could cause some delays later on. Checking the speed sensors on the A41 in Aylesbury on the roadworks at the junction for New Road as looking fine as well and no major delays reported at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Nikki Jones from St Albans has haemophilia and contracted hepatitis C after receiving treatment after an operation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. David Cameron has agreed to take part in just one televised leaders' debate before the election and Hertfordshire Fire Service say details of a hoax call to flats where two firefighters died in 2005 have been passed to the police. Four appliances were sent to Harrow Court in Stevenage last night after a caller claimed people were trapped. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remain five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham. Here's manager Jose Mourinho. My players were brilliant after a, a final where uh, uh, it's not just to play football, it's also the pressure, it's also uh, the tension, it's also the emotion. The players were fantastic because uh, we couldn't kill the game. You can't win here, so I think these, these three points are massive for us. Second place, Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. Arsenal were 2-1 winners at QPR. Manchester United won 1-0 at Newcastle with a late goal from Ashley Young, although the headlines this morning are about Papi Cissé and Johnny Evans apparently spitting at each other. Tottenham beat Swansea 3-2. The Swansea striker, Bafetimbi Gomez, says he's fine after fainting on the pitch in the opening minutes at the same ground where Fabrice Muamba collapsed. Swansea manager Gary Monk said Gomez wanted to play on. He's gone to a hospital for just precautionary reasons, but he's fine coming off the pitch there. He was talking more than fine, and obviously um, Baffy's history and everything like that is it's quite normal for himself, so no, he's fine. Liverpool are back to fifth after a 2-0 win over Burnley, and Stoke beat Everton 2-0. Watford have extended midfielder Ben Watson's contract until 2017 with an option for a further year. The 29-year-old joined the Hornets in January for an undisclosed fee. Watford remained third in the Championship after Norwich lost 1-0 at home to Wigan last night. Wickham have appealed against the red card shown to substitute Matt McClure in the win at Tranmere on Tuesday night, just 70 seconds after he came off the bench and a strong Luton development side lost on penalties to Biggleswade in the semi-finals of the Bed Senior Cup last night. Biggleswade will meet Barton Rovers at Kenilworth Road in the final in May. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at seven. 
on FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is what it is and we are so good because we are... We're like your lucky... Keep saying it might become true. We're like your lucky pants, Kels. (laughs) I'm like your lucky pants. Um, I've seen better days. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's not bad, is it? Yeah. Um, it's a bit bad. Let's have a little look through the newspapers. Um, let's. Catherine, any of the stories uh, grabbed you today? What are you doing that for? I just think that we... Uh, I have taken on board some of the criticism from the people on Facebook and Twitter who, who say I'm too childish to about willies and bums. Hang on, this is from the same person who knew what star sign you were six months ago but now doesn't like you. Doesn't doesn't matter. Every uh, criticism is valid. And I'm what are you just, talking like that for? Because I'm just thinking, I want to... Um, uh, what are you uh, waving your hand about for? I'm, I'm trying to inject some gravitas into the newspaper review. Okay. And I would really appreciate it if you would uh, let me know some of the stories that are making the papers bloke's this been, morning. Bloke's been done for stamping on a pigeon. Now, I can't believe this bloke's been done. Tell, read the story. Sorry. I, I, I can't believe this bloke's been done. Give us the background to this story. It's in the Daily Mirror. A jobless man stamped to death a pigeon. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Serious. Stamped to death a pigeon because it pecked crumbs that had fallen from his hot dog. Don't Level worry, of guys. detail that we need. Don't worry, guys. We've tweeted the weather from the BBC Three Counties uh, Twitter uh, feed. So. so the weather can go ahead. Yeah. Jeremy Whale pinned the hapless... James bird. Whale did what? <laughs> he looks a bit like... No. Jeremy Whale... James Whale. ...pinned the hapless bird. I mean, I think the bird's more than hapless. <laughs> I think it was... He pinned him down. Uh, hapless birds winged to the pavement in a busy city, city centre so it couldn't fly off a court herd. Wow. Why did this go to court? A distressed couple then confronted him oh. and called him nasty, the uh, court was told. This went to court? But as shoppers looked on, Whale muttered vermin and crushed the animal under his foot. And? Whale, 48, in case you were wondering, had been eating the snack in Exeter on Valentine's Day, in case you were wondering. Romantic. His lawyer, Catherine Todd, told the city's Crown Court. She added her client has a phobia of birds. Uh. Skip to the end. What happened to this fellow? She said a group of pigeons came round and as he walked towards them, they flew away, but one remained. He accepted he stamped on it. He said he had a phobia of birds. He doesn't like pigeons. Rather than like seeing a spider on the floor, he stamped on it. It was wholly unacceptable and most people would not contemplate doing it. This was a terrible, terrible error of judgment. He did not set out to upset anybody. What happened to Mr Whale? 12-month conditional discharge oh, after he admitted intentionally killing a wild bird. Oh, shut up. They're not yours to kill. Oh, no, shut They're not up. yours to kill. First of all, this went to court. Oh, that is ridiculous. What a waste of time and money, OK? And no wonder people are getting radicalised when they see things like this happening. So this went to court. If that had been a rat, would it have gone to court? No. We should all go around stamping on rats' heads. Pigeons are rats with wings. That's all they are. They're scum. They're the scum of the bird world. Them and robins are scum. You can't go stamping on wildlife. You, a pigeon isn't wildlife, mate. A pigeon is a flipping pigeon. It is scum. Pigeons have feelings too, you know. Yeah, I know. All okay. they wanted was a bit of hot dog. Is that too much to ask? Supposing it had been a... Oh. She makes a good point. <laughs> 
Supposing Imagine it's... you hadn't had a hot dog for ages, maybe in your entire life, and a little crumb came down and you thought, oh, I'll have a little snuffle of that. No, you so... don't expect to have your wing, wing pinned down and your body stamped on. She's making a really good point, but I've got to come back. Here it comes. But if it had been a rat... Rats just do, on a rat. Rats just doing what rats do. 08459 four double five five double five. Seriously, pigeons are scum, aren't they? Whoa. Hey. I'm going to take my trousers off and dance. No, don't. Yeah.
Amazing me this morning. Dealey didn't know what um, Pictures of Lily was about. Kelly, what did you just tell me? I didn't realise that The Sunshine of Your Love by Spanky Wilson was written by Eric Clapton. Yeah, it's a cream song. That's why we're playing cream. Right. And then what did. Oh, sorry, he's not finished. So, and then what did you say to me, Catherine, that what? has blown my tiny? What about Cameron Diaz? This is incredible. No, and Cameron Diaz is an attractive woman. but it's not you, what you said, no, mate. No, but if you break her face down, and I'm not suggesting anyone do don't this. Don't break her face down. She's a bit of a minger. Don't break her face down, please. You know what I mean? No, I She's don't. She's got a letterbox mouth, broken nose and tiny little eyes. She's... But altogether, it's a beautiful package. That's not what you said. You showed me a picture of I Cameron. I said, yeah, she's attractive, but if you break her face down, you she's a minger. You didn't mention anything about physically assaulting her. You showed me a picture <laughs> of, of Ms Diaz. And it's you not said, a very good picture, mind. You showed me a picture of Ms Diaz and you said, Oh, she's a minger. And I went, no, she's not. She's hot. She's got a really cheeky little ambiance about her face. Mm. A little ambiance. Yeah, How can you say she... Cameron Diaz is a minger? She is, she is a bit. I don't normally like the Hollywood types. I tell you, I've got a mad crush on. Rita Ora. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's not... No, no, that's not crush. That's love. I've got a mad crush on um, the Australian... Who's the Australian? Crocodile Dundee. No, the other one. Alf. <laughs> I was sending you the name Russell Crowe. No, um... Oh, I know. The pretty lady. She's in Paddington. Oh. Yeah. Carl Kidman. Yeah, yeah. Not my t- type at all. And then I was watching a film with her in one day, uh, and throughout the... Pro- it's a film where the world gets taken over by zombies or something. Throughout the film... By the end of the film, I'd gone from not liking her to actually, I'd fell in, I'd fallen in love mm. with her. I'd fell in love with Nicole Kidman. No. I'm in love with her, that woman. It's like nuts. Because it can never be. No. It can never be. Hugging like that would be like caressing a xylophone. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but I You'd love... Make a clonking noise. Ooh. She's so bony. Ooh, bones. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
on the M1 towards London, it's starting to look very slow around Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 19 for Watford. In North Holt on the A40 Western Avenue, that's been closed out of London between the RAF North Holt and the Hillingdon Circus. It's causing queues from the Greenford flyover. And in New Southgate, the North Circular Road has a lane blocked by an accident between Bounds Green Road and that's causing delays eastbound from Fry and Barnet. Looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes and it's looking fine on the A421 standing way but there's roadworks around the Kingston roundabout so expect delays as it starts to get busier. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45, it's uh, Thursday the 5th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she finally gets compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. I don't believe my eyes. Can you see what it says on that screen? I can see it, but I don't believe it. Kelly, 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 Kelly. You t- that is, what you have just typed cannot mm. be true. It's true. Ritzini's back? She's back. She got released? Yes. This is insania. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Hello, very good morning to you. Very yeah, good morning back, to thanks. you, Elizabeth Ritzini. <laughs> it's marvellous to have you back. At last we Thank might you. get some accurate weather. Oh, you're so good. The charlatans and chancers we've had on <laughs> while you've been away have been absolutely... I don't think I'm exaggerating, am I, Catherine? No. They've been bloody awful. Shoddy. Lazy, foul <laughs> language. You can hear um, one of them, I think it's Kate, you can hear her puffing away on a cigarette. <laughs> Elizabeth, it's great to have a professional, trained weather um, forecaster back in the guise of the beautiful, the delectable. <laughs> it shouldn't matter as we're all equal, but let's be honest, we're not Elizabeth Rizzini. I over to you, Elizabeth. Look forward oh, to this. come on now, Ian. I've just fallen off my chair, actually. I need a course in how to sit on a chair again, I think, after maternity leave. It's terrible. Um, but... Uh, yeah, sorry, lovely. Elizabeth. Yeah. A bit, bit, little bit less of the chat. If you could just I'm get sorry. straight into the weather. Straight into the weather. If okay, you don't right. mind, because... Well, you... it's an easy day of weather for Thank you. Thank you. good. Yeah, <laughs> for the simple, simple ones among us. Um, it is uh, it's going to be a dry day. It'll be quite cloudy, despite the sunny start. It's also quite a chilly start. We've got some pockets of frost around, but generally because we've got some milder air coming in on that southwesterly breeze. So, um, temperatures picking up by the afternoon up to 10 or even 11 degrees possibly 52 in Fahrenheit uh, some sunshine through the morning turning cloudy into the afternoon overnight tonight dry cloudy milder than last night lows of five or six degrees Celsius tomorrow very similar looking day but there will be quite a lot of cloud the temperatures picking up a notch or so so we're up to 11 degrees again tomorrow and then we could be looking at temperatures into the mid-teens by the time we get to the weekend but again quite a lot of cloud don't get too excited that's the forecast yeah. How long are you back for, Elizabeth? Oh, I think I'm back forever and ever. You're not thinking of having any more kids or anything? I don't think so, no. So I've, we will have you, have you every day, I've will we? my bit. Yeah, we'll yeah, have you every day. Right. Uh, all right, all right, don't worry, I'll get better. Not as good as, not as, good as I remember. <laughs> Thanks! 
two of Britain's most senior parliamentarians have vigorously denied any wrongdoing. The biggest news stories mean different things to different people. HSBC has described 2014 as a challenging year after reporting a 17% drop in its annual profits. To us, the biggest stories are what's happening right here in beds, hearts and bucks. A cancer charity based in Steelers says they won't give up even though £5,000 worth of stock was stolen. My little collection tins, that's all gone. Every day, we bring you the things that matter most to you. With news bulletins throughout the day. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs could be removed. In-depth discussions. She's proved to the nation that she's actually a human being. She's not an automaton. And online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Local news. When and where it happens. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's do a couple of stories. We'll uh, then get uh, BBC Introducing out of the way. I don't mean it like it sounds. Uh, and then we'll see if we can speak to uh, Justin Dealey. Mm. Don't bite your fingernails. I'm not. No, it... your finger was in your mouth and you no. were biting. Let me tell you something. I went for my guitar I lesson wanna, yesterday. I want to tell you a story. <laughs> I went for my guitar lesson yesterday hey? and my fingers are rather tender. Hey. Just the ends. This is fine. This hand's fine. This hand... Suffering. She showed me the right hand, then the left the hand, left Your hand. Honor. Yeah. Okay, hurts. so don't bite your fingernails, man. Hurts. One in five people has lied about seeing a TV show to fit <laughs> in with workplace gossip. I thought you were going to do the story about the toilet. You've, you've been. Why would I do that? You've been talking I mean, to me non-stop during the records about a blooming toilet. To, did you not read Wendy's comments yesterday? I'm trying to lift us out of the mire. All right, go on then. Go on. A toilet powering its own lights from wee collected in fuel cells has been developed by the University of West of England and Oxfam. That's going yeah. to be really useful. Because, yeah. you know, people might not have money or electricity or wiring, yeah. but you've always got wee. Yeah. OK. One in five people has lied about seeing a TV show to fit in with <laughs> workplace gossip. <laughs> research That's brilliant. Employees fake their way through conversations rather than be left out, a poll of 2,000 liars found. Women are more liable to feel out on a limb, but men are more likely to pretend to have watched a show. Ah, oh, Sky Atlantic said that. I have done that in the past. I don't do it now, but I've done that in the past. Mm. Did you see such and such? Yeah. It's good, wasn't it? Oh, it's blinding. <laughs> The thing is, though, if you say, no, I haven't, they'll still tell you what yeah, happened. Yeah, so. sometimes it's, it, it speeds things up. Yeah, oh, blinding. It depends how much talking you want to do in the conversation. Yeah. I quite like to, you know, I quite like sometimes the conversation where you go, all oh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a watch and then let them go. And other times I feel a bit talk heavy and, and I want to get involved and I will pretend. Hitler's back. Yeah, in dog form. Well, he's in, no, there are three Hitler stories in one newspaper today. Really? First one. Dog that looks like Hitler. It's a white dog with a black... Uh, no, he's got a little black tash and he's got the <laughs> side swipe of the hair. He does look a lot like Hitler. And Is he a massive racist? Yeah, he shares the same views. Um, Doesn't like cats. No. Um, so th that's one Hitler story. Another Hitler story is a copy of a Hitler book sold for £23,000. Who's buying that? Well, the third Hitler story, no connection... There's a brilliant picture of Nigel Farage in one of the papers. Oh, I mean, it's tenuous. Are they allowed to do this? It's it's tenuous. I think it's in um, the mirror. Is it? 
Look, look at that picture of Farage and the, where the microphone's placed. Oh, I've seen that before. That's really old. It's why are they good. Do, why are they doing this now? It's like we're in a run-up to an election. It is. Um, I, I'm finding, I, you know, whatever my politics may be, I'm finding the uh, a, a, a lot of the attacks on uh, Nigel Farage actually quite lazy. There was the one the other day, um, the, 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 the Chelsea fan who'd been racist to the, the black fella in France. Like, two days later, there was a picture of him... Steve was a big fan of Nigel Farage. There was a picture of him with Nigel Farage. I thought, and it was in The Guardian, I thought, oh, that's a bit tenuous. That's a bit tenuous to try and link Farage with that. Well, and this picture is is months and months old. All right, mate. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Kels! Yes! Judgment Day? Yes. Stealth? Which is the band? Which is the title? Is this one any good? The band is a one man. His name is Stealth. What's his real name? Sean. Oh, okay. The song is called Judgment Day. Sure, why you call yourself Stealth? Put your name Sean on the records. Mum, my name is Stealth, and there's nothing you can do about it. Do you want to know how he got that name? Uh, he was he was having a he stealthy a little Greek. sneak around for some biscuits. No. He looked a bit Greek, apparently, when he was younger, so they called him Stelios, and then it just got shortened to Stealth, and then... His management were like, oh, no, I like that, let's go with it. Well, should we have listened to the tune? Let's have a listen. Okay. Dramatic start. Like the beginning to um, Two Tribes by Frankie. Song that used to terrify me. I can feel the floor shaking and the glass begin to break. The air is getting thinner with every breath that I take. They come before the storm, you could hear the drop of a pin Never been claustrophobic, but now the walls are closing in I've crossed every line, broken every boundary And now it's retribution time, cause the church that I went to It ain't that holy
Girls, Judgment Day, BBC Introducing Kelly Betts. Yes. Eight o'clock Saturdays. Yes. The thing is, the sa- are the Saturdays on it? No. You, remember, Gary Barlow. Get this, Just. Mm. Gary Barlow and the Beatles were once unknown. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Very, that very sh- true fact. That show is um, uh, kind of like My Lucky Pants. <laughs> A bit skiddy. Now, <laughs> Justin, Kelly, excellent wow. stuff. Thank Thanks. you, as always. Kelly uh, puts a lot of work into the BBC Introducing Show, and it's a thoroughly decent listen. The one mm. time I listened to it, uh, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Good, I'm glad. Justin. So cheeky today. Bad news. Speaking of cheeks, bad yeah. news. Go on. You know the... And I'm not going to say what it is, but I've just had a very detailed conversation with my good friend and colleague, Catherine Boyle. Mm. You know the um, medical condition that both you and I have experienced in the past, the very painful yes. one? Yes, yes. Got it again. Oh. Got the AF. I got the Tony Fishers. Mm, ditto two weeks ago. Aye. Yeah. Something in the water. Get, I don't want to get it sewn up. No. What do you do? I've been putting Savlon on it. Don't pick it. Go to the docks. Really? Yeah, I'll give you a cream. Thank you very much indeed. Time to go to the docks and get a cream. Yeah. Justin. Yes, boss. Things you can't do that other people can do. I can't go to the toilet without a lot of pain. Yes. That's another thing. Uh, you've taken this to the streets, man. I really yes. appreciate your help on this it's one. An absolute pleasure. Here's some uh, thoughts to get you on your way, boss. Can I borrow some of your cream? Yeah, no props. Thank you. I can't burp, neither. I have a, an infection in the throat at the minute. <laughs> what, what else can't you do? There's got to be something else you can't do. Can't dance. Can't dance you probably can, but no, you just dance just, badly. Just well, I dance badly then, yeah. <laughs> what can't you do? Uh, I can't read like a man. I can't miss a lot, yeah. Honest. Come on, try. Yeah, no, I can't. Come on, boss, try. <laughs> Come on, do it for me. Oh, sorry. Justin, mm. excellent stuff. Pleasure. Can I send you out? I don't know if you heard the story about the gentleman that ki- what done kill a pigeon. Mm. Pigeon are scum, aren't they? Uh, to, to the majority of people, yes, but I'm sure there's somebody out there right now who absolutely no. loves pigeons. One person. Now, do you want pigeons or panthers? Because you can't. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what, pigeons today, panthers, the full detailed report with the facts tomorrow. So we're not having panthers today because I know you've been banging on about it. Mm. You've been getting your knickers in a bit of a twist. Well, yeah, because th- there's a panther. Well, we, we think there could be a black panther no, on loose in Bedfordshire. You th- no, I. Th- Guys, leave the evidence to me. I shall report back tomorrow. Justin, thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's reports that a lane's been blocked at Junction 16 for Daventry because of a breakdown. And southbound on the M1, it's starting to look slow on the speed sensors from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in London and North Holt, the A40 Western Avenue is still closed out of London between RAF North Holt and the Hillingdon Circus with delays from the Greenford flyover. But now it's starting to look very slow in the opposite direction in to London through that stretch because of people slowing down to look. In High Wycombe on the speed sensors, the A404 Marlow Hill is moving fine through the roadworks. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Go on, sling your hook. What can't you do that other people can do? And, um... Oh, yeah, pigeons. I mean, we don't like them, do we? Do we? Here's Simon with the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. The headlines, Hertfordshire Woman's Compensation Hope, Missing Luton Dad Contacts Police and Fire Service Anger at Stevenage Hoax Call. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Nikki Jones from St Albans has haemophilia and contracted hepatitis C after receiving treatment after an operation. More from Carol Abercrombie. Nikki says she was given factor eight, a blood clotting agent from donated blood, which was contaminated when she had an operation to remove her tonsils in 1980. She was refused compensation in 2004 and is among a large group of people still campaigning. A report by Lord Penrose is due to be published later this month into cases in Scotland, which she hopes will eventually lead to payouts. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man. 22-year-old Kieran Carroll was last seen at about 2pm on Tuesday with baby Louie on the CCTV of a Luton hotel. A man using a Facebook account in Mr Carroll's name sent a message to police saying he was fine. Bedfordshire police replied saying they need to see the pair in person, adding it's not the role of the police to decide on child custody matters. The Crown Prosecution Service has said there was insufficient evidence for a prosecution in this country of a man who's been found guilty of terror charges in the United States. Abid Nazir was convicted yesterday of in Involvement in a plot to blow up targets, including a shopping centre in Manchester. He was extradited from the UK to the USA in 2013. David Cameron has made what Downing Street is calling a final offer to broadcasters by agreeing to take part in just one televised leaders' debate before the election. The broadcasters, who'd been hoping to stage three debates with the Prime Minister, have yet to respond. Here's Robin Brandt. David Cameron's Director of Communications said the Prime Minister would only appear in one debate. It must be with at least six other party leaders and possibly the Democratic Unionist Party. It could last 90 minutes and it must take place before the 30th of March. So a debate with Mr Cameron alongside the leaders of Labour, the Liberal Democrats, UKIP, the Greens, Ply Cymru and the SNP may happen. But the Cameron-Miliband head-to-head is off. Hertfordshire Fire Service say details of a hoax call to flats where two firefighters died have been passed to the police. Four appliances were sent to Harrow Court in Stevenage last night after a caller claimed people were trapped. The fire service say despite the suspicions of the operator, they were obliged to treat the call as genuine. Two firefighters died tackling a blaze at Harrow Court in 2005. In sport, Chelsea remained five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham. Second place Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. There were also wins last night for Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool. The weather, a frosty start, staying dry with a mix of cloud and sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Thank you Simon Busy show this morning Speaking to Nikki Jones in a bit Who's she? Well She claims she got hepatitis C from a contaminated blood substitute nutrient It's a weird one, we'll find out her story in a bit also, what can't you do that other people can do? It was the thing that we were touting yesterday as um, disabilities that wouldn't get you a, a blue badge. It, it caused... Someone, someone um, there was made, a fool, made, made a bit of mischief about it. There was it. a fool, and uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, and also, pigeons. Have you deliberately spelt pigeons? Yeah, I was going to put pidge. OK, mate, thank you. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There was something else as well, and I'm stuffed if I can think of it. Uh, Grumpy Jamie's on the line. Good morning, Grumpy Jamie. Morning, mate. How you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm a little bit surprised, uh, Grumps, that, um, well, you were touting for work this morning. (laughs) Did you see this, Catherine? No. He sent us a cheeky little tweet asking if he could come and work on the show because he makes a good cup of tea. Okay, that's one qualification. There you go. How are you at laughing at uh, really rubbish jokes? Easy. Oh. All right, then. Um, um, OK, I'm not going to do the whole joke. I can't be bothered. I'll just do the punchline and let's hear you go. Uh, no, use your finger like everyone else. No, we'll leave that one. Blimey. Well, you can't be part of the posse if you're not going to be a sycophant. <laughs> Pigeons, Jamie. Yeah, we was in um, Bath at the weekend. Yes. And just as you come out the Roman Baths... Um, there's a guy on the corner who just stands there with all the pigeons all over him. It's a bit like the scene out of Home Alone where Brenda Frick has stood in the park. Yes. He was exactly the same. He just stood there and they were just pooping on his hat and his shoulders. It was disgusting. That, that, that pigeon, listen, this felt... You sound disgusted. Well, it's disgusting. It is. Can you imagine? Can you believe this guy? All he did was stamp on on the head of one, and he got taken to court. No, he pinned it down first, and then stamped on it. I mean, My that heart. must have made a heck of a crunch. They are vermin. I must admit. They're ver- they're they're rats with wings. Yes. Jamie, it's it's um it's it's really filling three minutes of the show talking to you this morning. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Not sure for whom. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Got any texts, Catherine? Before I uh, I crack on. Uh, crack on, and I'll tell you after. All right. Thank you. I'll crack on in that case. Uh, now, a Hertfordshire haemophiliac is hoping a report out later this month will mean that she finally gets compensation for being given contaminated blood as a child. Nikki Jones is from St Albans and joins us. Now, morning, Nikki. Morning. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm going to ask a really silly question. I don't know a lot about haemophilia. Okay. You always, you've always had it from being a baby, have you? Or you don't develop it later in life, do you? I think some can. Oh, some really? Can, but majority are born and so were you born with it i was born with it and wasn't diagnosed till 1977 blimey my dad's a haemophiliac it is unusual for yeah for girls because it's um predominantly a a male bleeding disorder and it's it's where you don't stop bleeding is if you were to cut yourself is it as simple as that it's uh you bleed longer right you don't bleed any sort of loads more it just means that any wounds take longer to heal because we're lacking or missing the factor eight that helps clot the blood. That must be, it'd be tough as I mean obviously your dad had experience with it but it must have been tough as a kid I've got two little boys and uh, you know they're always bleeding you know they're always yep. getting into scrapes and things so as a, as a kid that must have been really hard work for you and your family. Yes it was so any head injuries joint problems we would have to have treatment mm. it's it's usually worse in boys which it is in my son's right. so no, nosebleeds as you say as they're growing up they want to play football yeah. so. Oh constantly yeah. scrapes and, and scratches yeah so this you think happened when you were eight years old um and uh well you you you're having your tonsils removed were you that's right yeah i was having a tonsillectomy in 1980 and um prior to that treatment i had was called cryo cryo cypricate what's what, what's that that's the clotting factor okay eight. um and in 1980 they changed it to factor eight which was cheaper. Um, so factor A is, what do they do? Do they inject it or do they, they put it in intravenous and it helps yep. your blood thicken? That, that's correct, yeah. It helps the blood clot. Right. So, okay. So, yeah. And so you had this going into you 
while you're having your tonsils taken out, because obviously that's quite that's quite a bloody yes. procedure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this factor eight, it later transpired, a lot of it came from drug users, prostitutes, prisoners who'd been paid to give their blood. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, from stalls, prisons, both in the UK and and America. I'm laughing because that's obviously. Yep. Such a bad idea. It, 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 that just seems nuts, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it goes back a lot further. Yeah. Um, sort of, we're talking the late 50s. Right. Um, but, yeah, there was a shortage and um, we weren't self-sufficient um, in, in blood, so the government paid because um, it was cheaper, prisons, stalls, both in the US and, and in this country. So you, uh, uh, you, you claim that because of this factor eight, you got hepatitis uh, C? That's correct, yes. Um, uh, uh, f- uh, from the age of eight? Yes. How did, did you notice an immediate effect or did it, what, what, what effect did you notice, what changes did you notice after the tonsillectomy? After the tonsillectomy, it was several months, I um, just changed from your average seven, eight-year-old girl from horse riding, dancing lessons, out on my bicycle, to a child that just took to her bed. Um, I lost interest in school, my friends. I had health conditions, I wasn't well, I had rashes, I was itching, um, loads of other symptoms. And my mum used to take me back to the haemophilia centre and say, what have you done with my child? You know, she's not not the same child. I remember the doctors running off into their little rooms. Of course, they knew, but they they just put it down to, oh, it's psychological problems and, and things like that. So, so um, you must have thought you were going nuts then. If I the doctor's saying, oh, it's all in your head and you're physically feeling it. That's it, yeah. That must have been very confusing. Yeah, and of course, parents say no, don't they? Yeah. You, you know that there's a change in your child and... Um, yeah, it took years to get answers. Um, we were palmed off, and it wasn't till the 90s that I actually found out. And have I, tell me if I got this right. They, the doctors discovered you had hep C in 91. That's correct. But they didn't tell you until four years later. That, that's correct, and that was just by chance. Yeah, this is this is like a, this is like a Victorian exactly. cover up. Yes, yeah, it is a total cover up. You're right. That that is the best way to describe it, and it's been going on for for decades. Um, why did they not tell you they tested you for Hep C? Oh, they didn't tell anyone they were testing for Hep C. They knew that there was a problem with, right. with the factor that we were being given. They didn't know what the problem was. Um, and it wasn't till the late 80s. Well, with HIV and AIDS, it was early 80s, they knew. And then it wasn't till they say, the 90s, early 90s, that they knew about Hep C. They knew there was a non-A, non-B. Um, which later transpired to be hepatitis C. Now, are you clear of hep C? Is hep C the one that can be cleared? Because there's one, uh, one can be and one can't be, is that right? Well, they say that people do naturally clear hepatitis C, but as, as the years have gone on, research has shown that actually you don't naturally clear hepatitis right. C. It lays dormant in your body and can mutate into other cancers or, or illnesses. So the hep C... The, the the direct effects of that have gone. And did, was, was that a natural progress or did you have beta interferon or anything like that? No, I didn't have any treatment yeah. because I'd been forgotten about, right. which which was the admission of the hospital as well. Yeah. Um, and it turns out in 97, I'd naturally cleared okay. the virus. But 
it was still having impacts on your life, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, and still does now. You, you have yep. breast cancer. I had. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in. Um, well, when I was 39, 2010. Yeah. They, they do believe that that, that was um, due to the hep C. And thousands of people have been affected by this this factor eight. That's right. There's over 4,000 haemophiliacs that, that have been um, given contaminated factor eight. Of those 4,000, approximately 2,000 have died. Um, some have been awarded... <laughs> 20 grand from the Skipton Fund, um, just pennies really. And these, some of these people, as I say, have died, some are still terminally ill um, and, and fighting for justice. And you've had no case. compensation whatsoever? No, I was turned down. I was turned so down. I think we should be we should be parading you around on our shoulders and buying you a house. You know, I really think that people like you that have been affected by something like this should be completely looked after and, you know, not enough of the money could apologise for what you've been through uh, there is a report isn't there the penrose report is is coming out dealing with factor eight but this is just in scotland isn't it that's correct yeah lord penrose um reports on the 25th of march why is scotland uh leading the way here i actually don't know i don't i don't know why i think it was something that the uh scottish people sort of fought for and and he's been reporting on this for about or looking into it for about six years, if I'm right. So it's taken a long time. Whether it'll have an impact on, on what happens down here, I don't know. Obviously, he can make recommendations, mm. but he can't say that you have to award people. We can only hope. I do. I, listen, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. Mm. But I do think with things like this, where there have been massive medical mistakes, like thalidomide and things like yes. this... That quite often they're waiting for everyone to die, or waiting for a sig no. Do you know what I mean? That they're they're waiting for everyone to get out of the way, and then they go, oh th no, there's ten people left. No, of course we'll pay compensation. It was terrible what happened all those years ago. Do I don't mean yes, that disrespectfully. No, no, no. It's really interesting you should say that because um, not long ago a letter was was released, and the McFarlane Trust and and some other trusts, um, it was reported in there that the basically the same was um if you leave it a bit longer to the government um you know with a bit of luck a few more of these people save a few quid away less of a scandal that, that's less money to pay out so you know these trusts the mcfarland trust the skipton fast uh, fund they need to go they're not fit for purpose and um appropriate compensi compensation needs to be awarded uh is, is your breast cancer all right now? Is that is that sorted? Or um, is... I'm waiting for the five-year all clear this year, so fingers crossed. My mum's just come through that, and she uh, we, we got a scan at the, the the other day, and she was clear, so it's all great. good. I wish you the very best of luck Thank with that. You. Thank wish you. Wish you the best of luck with the Hep C, and that it stays dormant. And I, I'm good luck. you must be worried for your boys. You mentioned your boys have got uh, haemophilia. A boy Both and a girl. Boy and yeah, a girl. Yeah, yeah. Both have bleeding disorders, and um, yeah, the mother of two young children with haemophilia. We want better care to come mm. out of this for them, safer treatment. And um... we were all shocked by this story, Nikki. I wish you the very best of luck. Thank Would you. you let us know, um, you know, how things progress? Yes, and, um, I will. You know, more power to your elbow. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1.
one southbound. There's reports of a lane being closed just after the Watford Gap services in the roadworks area because of a breakdown. Also on the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. And leading up to there on the A5 southbound from Mark Yate at Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne is looking very busy too. On the A40 Western Avenue, that's closed out of London between the RAF North Holt and the Hillingdon Circus. It's causing delays in both directions though with people slowing down to look at the accident on the way into London. On the trains, no major delays reported at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.16, it's Thursday the 5th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she finally gets compensation. And police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. Three Counties Radio. We listen as well as talk to people. We love bed tarts and bucks. We live in bed tarts and bucks. It's got a nice mixture of music and, and speech. I think it really cares about people locally. The best radio is when you're listening as well as talking. We care about you, the listener, about what's going on in your lives. What's happening to you is important to us. And it really knows our local community sort of inside out. And this radio station is fantastic because of A, the stories, and B, the presenters who deliver them. You trust it when you're listening to all our presenters. You know where you're and you, you, you feel good. All of our stories, all of our guests, everything we do is for Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. She was amazing, wasn't she? Wonderful. She was, I bless her, she was so nervous. Was she? Didn't sound it No, I know, and I said afterwards, I said, you were fantastic. And she said, oh, I was so nervous. Well, hopefully she'll keep in touch with us. Uh, you can pick up the vibe when someone comes in, and you could tell she was nervous. And I said to her, when um, her boring Jamie was banging on about um, pigeons, I wasn't really listening. I said, look, there's no trick questions. We'll just have a little chat. What an incredible story. Incredible. And it annoys me. People like that. Well, the government should be getting their, or, or drug companies or someone, should be getting their checkbooks out and saying, right, how much do you want? And speaking as the average Joe and Josephine, isn't it a scandal that we didn't know about this yeah. before today? She got that, um, when did she say she was eight? Uh, she's a couple of years younger than me. So she got that blood about 32 years ago. And she had hep C and uh, the, her breast cancer is probably a result of that. 32 years ago, and she's still fighting to get a few quid. What? It just, it just leaves me, thank you Kelly, it just leaves me, I, I don't understand it. I do not understand it. 08459 455 555. We'll talk about Have A Go Heroes in a second, but Millie's on the line. Good morning, Millie. Hello. What have you got for us? I actually really like pigeons. <laughs> Sorry. What did you say? For a second, Millie, for a, just for a second, I thought you said you actually really like pigeons. I do. Uh, why? Because they're cute. They are not. They are full of fleas and disease. And have you seen their manky feet? No. Yeah. All right, Millie, you want to be disgusted. The next time you see a pigeon, look at its feet. Oh, they're horrible. Well, actually, people usually like doves, but not pigeons. Actually, they're exactly the same thing. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. A rock dove is the same as a feral pigeon. No, it's not. It is. No, it isn't. It is. No, it's not. They're exactly the same thing. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're not. They are. I'm afraid they're not. They are. Millie, they're not. <laughs> they are. They're not. They are. <laughs> they're not. 
They are. Nope, they're not. Well, they're the most... Nope, the... nope. Ian. Yes. They are. Then, right, you... Ian. Yes, Kelly. Are you arguing with a ten-year-old? I don't know. Millie, she's... are you ten? Yes. Yes, I am. She's wow. she's poning you. She's not poning me. She's talking nonsense. She, like, uh, Kelly. Yes. She just said that pigeons are the same as doves. The, she's comparing the bird of poop to the bird of peace. Do you know what the Spanish word for pigeon is? No, mate. Paloma. Do you know what the Spanish word for dove is? Faith. Paloma. Okay. Well, you've just They're been the po- same. You've just been palomed by the Spain Spaniards. Espanol. Right. You're turning your microphones off. They're annoying me, Millie. Millie. Do you want to phone a friend, go 50-50, or whatever the third one was? Uh, um, um... Yeah, you just, um, so you don't even know the answer to that, so, and you think you're in a, okay? Oh no! All right, all right. Let's let's assume that you're right, Millie, and that pigeons are the same as doves. Yeah, let's assume that for a second. What what's your qualifications? How many? Uh, what degree have you got, Millie? Let's start with there. Um, okay. How many A levels you got? None. Okay, I've got I've got a two one and I've got two eight levels. And uh, how many GCSEs have you got, Millie? <laughs> Ten. You've not got ten. You've not got ten. You, I put it to you, uh, Millicent, that you are a liar. <laughs> Am I correct? No. What you got at school today, Millie? Um, art. Oh, DOS, is what you used to call it. <laughs> you, have you got any proper lessons? Yeah. Um, book. Book? You got book? <laughs> what does book mean? <laughs> Um, reading. Hey, no, I used to like reading. Uh, uh, so you got reading and art. Well, that sounds like a, a busy day, Millie. Well, it's World Book Day, so... Oh, ah! Are you dressing up today or tomorrow? I'm dressing up today. Who are you going as? Karate Princess. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Hang on, there's a book called The Karate Princess? Yeah. What happens in it? Well... Lots of things, because it's a series of books. Hey, that sounds awesome. The books I had when I was a kid were rubbish. Uh, Millie, listen, have a really nice day. Okay. Thank you for being a good sport. And can I suggest you go and read up on pigeons and doves a little bit and call back tomorrow and (laughs) apologise? Thank you, Millie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ladies and gentlemen... Broken Britain. <laughs> She's the great hope. She's not. Maffin Hanslow, Morning, massive Maff. disappointment. Uh, Ian, I agree with you. Pigeons are flying rats that spread disease, especially into air conditioning units. Yeah. I didn't realise that was a particular problem. Yes, no, it is. Of course, they, they go and um, live in there and uh, their, their germs and their fleas get blown around. Do-gooders should capture them and relocate them to trees. The rest of us should do our duty and eradicate them from town centres. You do that, can you can I, end up in court, Maff. Can I just say, we've had a lot of kids calling up. And can we stop it, please? This is no. no, 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 sorry, the opposite. Can I say, we've had a lot of young people calling up recently. I flipping love it. I love it. Mm. We've had, um, we had Millie. Uh, was it Penny yesterday who was 14? We've Hannah? Had, uh, Hannah's cool. We've had a few. I love it, I love it, I love it. If Where are the boys at, though? Well, yeah, I, it's true. I, I, if you've got a young person in your family who's going, oh, can I phone up and have a go at him? D- 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 feel free to. 
feel free to. We love it, we love it, and love it. And also, we call you back as well, so it doesn't cost you loads and loads of money. Yeah. You call us and then we call you back. Uh, we're also asking this morning, what can't you do that other people can do? Yep. Uh, and Neil in Royston has an interesting one. Yep. Can't smell anything. Wow. I haven't been able to for years, but hey. every cloud and all that, at least I can't smell my two-year-old's nappies. Oh, no, there's something very cathartic about a young child. Two-year-old in nappies. 08459 455 555 81333. Start your text 3CR. More of those earlier on. Uh, no, hang on. Later on. That's the one, isn't it? Yes. Now, a pair of robbers armed with a six-inch knife got a little bit more than they bargained for when they tried to steal cigarettes from a shop near Luton. Christopher Edwards and Ralph Kahn weren't prepared to stand by and watch their property being stolen from the slip-end shop. So Ralph used a plastic cricket bat to scare them away. Our reporter Justin Dealey has been speaking to Christopher at the store. It's about 6.30 in the evening. We were doing some work on the ice cream fridge and... Uh... I heard the buzzer go, I just looked round, and then there's a guy who was standing there with a knife pointing it at me. And then I saw the guy behind the counter, so I just ran at the counter and tried to grab him to stop him doing what he was doing. Instinctive, just like that? Yep. Didn't even think about it at the time. Looking back at the video, are you surprised at the way you reacted? I just didn't think at the time, but just now you think about it and you think something else could have happened. But I didn't, I just went for it. Talk to me about what's here. There's a little plastic bat and a ball. Which is sold to children? For, it is for children. And Mr Khan picked it up and chased the guy with the knife out of the shop with it. Gosh, I don't know what to say to you, because <laughs> it's just... It's just so bizarre, looking at that plastic bat, which probably, what, a three-year-old would play with. You chased him out with that. Yep, Mr Khan didn't even think about it. He just picked the first thing up he could find and started waving it and screaming at the guy. And what have your, your friends said to you about this? Have they said to you that, that you were mad for doing what you did? Some of them do, and some of them said, you've actually stood up for, like, for shopkeepers. They praised me. Were you scared at the time? Because if it was so instinctive, you probably didn't fear anything, did you? No, not at the time. I just went for it. But afterwards, I was shaking like a leaf. The adrenaline had actually kicked in for about an hour or so. And talking about it now, um, we came in the shop. We were quite relaxed in our conversation. Now we're talking about the details. Again, you're, you're starting to, to change. You're almost shaking now, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's just bringing it all back. But it hasn't put you off. You will continue to work in this shop. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Well, listening to that was uh, Dr George Fieldman, who's an independent chartered psychologist. Morning, George. Morning, Ian. We all like to think that we would have a go, but mm. um, no-one no one actually knows until they're in that situation, do they? And that's probably true. Yeah, uh, there's something called the bystander effect. Right. And people will sort of tend to do what other people around them are doing. And the, 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 the bigger the number of bystanders the more likely that any individual will do what the bystanders are doing. In a situation like this, where it's two fellas in a shop, uh, mm. is it a certain kind of person that, that, that reacts in the way that these two gentlemen did? It, it, you, or, or could they have acted differently if it had happened on another day? I think that's a fantastic question. I don't think the answer is really known. But I think that if it's your, your property and you feel confident that the person is transgressing um, a social norm then I think it's more likely that you'd be 
reasonably defensive in that circumstance. We often hear stories of um, someone who's been attacked, and and you talk about the bystander effect, there are people watching, and we go, oh, isn't it shocking that no-one stepped in to get involved? If I were lying on the floor getting a good kicking, what what would be the best way, George, for me to to get those bystanders to, 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 to join in and help me? Well, probably to call help and to indicate that you don't know the people around you. If people think that you might have transgressed against those people around you who are kicking you um, in some other circumstance, then they may be less likely to help you. But if if you say, help, I don't know who you are, get, get off me then people, I think, are more likely to, to jump in and, and rescue you. And these two chaps that did get involved and did fight back, mm-hmm. um, what would be the, the, the kind of the effects on them? I mean, we, we heard Christopher saying that a couple of days later he was, he, he was shaking just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he obviously did the right thing, uh, as it turned out, but, of course, some, sometimes to get involved is extremely dangerous. But it turned out nicely, and so that's, that's fine. Um, Physical violence is, is when it explodes, is, is difficult to predict. Um, and if somebody's a, 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 a thief, they may be more likely to, uh, to engage in physical violence than the average member of the, the, the community. George, good to talk to you. Thank you. Dr George Fieldman, independent chartered psychologist, 08459 555 it's, it's a radio perennial, but have you ever got involved? Have you ever waded in and fought back? I am. Um, it's been a few situations where it's been a one-on-one thing. I've found myself Whoa. in the middle of uh, um, a sandwich. Uh, no, um, giving someone what for without Sorry. thinking about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. I found myself leaping out of my car and um, I hear a voice shouting, and yeah. it's mine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um... Told some kids off once for vandalising a bus stop. Big man. Thanks very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, that's starting to look very slow southbound from the Comeworth turn off towards the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And only on the A509 Western Road, that's looking slow southbound from Lavenden Road towards Marketplace. And in Hel- Hampstead, the A41 southbound's looking slow on the speed sensors from Two Waters Road southbound towards the M25. On the M25 anti clockwise, it's heavy between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And the A1M southbound's very slow from junction 3 for St Albans towards junction one for the M25 as well at South Mims. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month means she will finally get compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. Downing Street says David Cameron will take part in just one pre-election TV debate and Hertfordshire Fire Service has criticised a hoax call in Stevenage last night to flats where two firefighters died in 2005. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remain five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham. Here's manager Jose Mourinho. My players were brilliant after a, a final where uh, it's not just to play football, it's also the pressure, it's also 
the tension is also the emotion. The players were fantastic because uh, we couldn't kill the game. You can't win here, so I think these, these three points are massive for us. Second place Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. Arsenal were 2-1 winners at QPR. Manchester United won 1-0 at Newcastle with a late goal from Ashley Young. Although the headlines this morning are about Papis Cisse and Johnny Evans apparently spitting at each other. United manager Louis van Gaal doesn't believe his player would be guilty of such a crime. I cannot see that from the bench. When, when it is true, I, I shall admit it, but I cannot imagine that uh, Johnny Evans could do that. So maybe he's spitting to the ground, but not in the face or something like that. Uh, I, I cannot imagine. Tottenham beat Swansea 3-2. The Swansea striker, Bafatimbe Gomez, says he's fine after fainting on the pitch in the opening minutes at the same ground where Fabrice Muamba collapsed. Liverpool are back to fifth after a 2-0 win over Burnley. Stoke beat Everton 2-0. Watford have extended midfielder Ben Watson's contract until 2017 with an option for a further year. The 29-year-old joined the Hornets in January for an undisclosed fee. Watford remained third in the championship after Norwich lost 1-0 at home to Wigan last night. Wickham have appealed against the red card, shown to substitute Matt McClure in the win at Tranmere on Tuesday night, 70 seconds after he came off the bench. And a strong Luton development side lost on penalties to Biggleswade in the semi-finals of the Bed Senior Cup last night. Biggleswade will meet Barton Rovers at Kenilworth Road in the final in May. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. One, two, three, four, is a kind of a jokey story but it, it, it is very likely there is a panther out there a man eating well, baby snatching panther um, is out there defined very likely well okay there's probably a 98 percent chance that there's probably this panther out there and we're in stretley stretley and we are suggesting the bbc official line is lock your doors lock your windows don't go out no, unless you absolutely it's, have to it's not, it's not. and um uh, just be very very careful don't leave babies in prams outside safeway no, what happened was pat in Houghton regis's sister and si- uh, sorry wife and sister-in-law saw what appeared to be a large cat they ran yeah. for their lives they got back in the car they Mate. managed to outrun a huge Mate. Cat. One of them was wearing zebra print trousers. Mate, That's what we know. Mate, we know more than that, mate. Look, oh, BBC cover-up. Lefty, liberal, muesli, munching, sandal-wearing, hemp, I object smoking... To that. I object to that. It was a brioche. 
A sheep has been mauled. Luckily, the sheep is still alive, but a man who owns lots of sheep, he's Come not on. a farmer, has been mauled. A sheep. And now... Now, listen, a big cat would have ripped the sheep's throat out. It wouldn't no. have been treatable. No, mate, it's a warning. And now... A warning? Ian, Ian Gervin, if you follow me, at Ian Lee on Twitter, Ian Gervin has posted a picture of the panther. He says, this beast mauled a chicken and then made a break for the window. Let's it's in his look. house. Let's have a look. Come the best on. picture I could get. Mate, oh, hang on a minute. there's Ev. Flipping egg. It's going to be after your library card, Ian, if you're not careful. It's true. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Other bits and pieces we're talking about. Things you can't do that everyone else can. Our very own Sammy Bruff can't um, click her fingers. Oh, dear. That's weird, isn't it? How on earth have we not known this? Um, and also uh, having a go, heroes, pigeons. I want to talk as well about this, not specifically, but about this, this be horrible Becky Watts story. The young girl that was uh, was, was, was murdered. I don't know if... I feel uncomfortable that I know so much about the couple that have been uh, accused. Charged. The, um, I know their names, man. I know what they look like, I know that they go to a wedding, I know that they went to a fancy dress party, dressed up as prisoners, I know everything about them. Um, and I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why... It's on the front page of the Mirror. Um, it's not on the front page of the Sun, that's about David Walliam splitting up. But there, there is a spread about them in there. Um... Should we? Because, hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. Obviously, we can't talk specifics of this case, but, but people have been arrested before and been found to be completely innocent. Remember the case in Bristol? I don't, was he arrested that fair? He was arrested but not charged, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, but the papers went to town. Papers went, went to town on him because he looked a little bit weird. He had funny hair and he it was a bloke living on his own. Oh, it must have been him. And of course it wasn't. I just... I, 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 should, I don't know, is it just me? Does it feel like trial by papers to you? Do we know too much... I'm not even going to say their names, cos I don't... You know, do we know too much about this, this couple that have been accused of, of an horrific crime? I, should we know? So You mentioned as well the footballer. The footballer who's been accused of having sex with a 14-year-old. 15, wasn't she? An under, yeah, under, Un, under 16 year old girl, and we know his name. We know, and it, 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 and if that also, they're starting to talk about her and what she may or may not have said. But if that, um, you know, stops there, that story stops there, and he's completely innocent of that. Well, no smoke without fire. Surely he must have done something. We'll be going through people's minds, and whenever I can't remember his name, so I don't know football. But whenever you hear his name, you go, "Oh yeah, nudge, nudge." He's we. But there was also talk in the papers yesterday about the um, alleged victim having boasted about having an affair again. That's kind of making people jump to judgments, isn't it? Do we know too much about oh eight four five nine four double five five double five? Are the papers giving away too much about uh, people before you know they have been um, tried and convicted or? Otherwise, there's an argument for some cases, isn't there? The, the Stuart Hall is the example of uh, naming people before they go to trial. But but naming this gentleman uh, and his... Uh, are they married or are they... Girlfriend. The girlfriend. Naming them... Well, what's that... God, that was a loud one. What's that Sorry. going to achieve in terms of, well, more people might step forward? Well, not in this case, they won't. I don't know. 08459 455 555. Uh, on other matters, Trucker Chris. Morning, Chris. Good morning, my old mate. How are you? I'm all right, fella. Do you want to talk to me or do you want to talk to Kath? Uh, well, I'll talk to you both. But oh, Kath thank is, you. Uh, Kath's the more intelligent one out, still. Oh, right. get right. Oh, you've Come noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh, got in a huff. <laughs> he's got in a huff, is he? Yeah, he has. Look. Uh, well, 
Um, he better apologise to that young lady, Millie, because yeah. I, I've just Googled it about pigeons, and they're both of the same family. Exactly. A, a pigeon is a larger version of a dove. Told you. Look, j- put your microphone back up. Come on. Be a man about oh, it. Just, just slap his leg and put him on the noise set. Well, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Sorry, Chris, your line's breaking up. <laughs> yeah, well... So it appears you've been poked. No, well, no, by a mate. He just he just googled it. If you Google it, you'll find out we never went to the moon and that John F. Kennedy was shot by aliens. Double ownership. Damon's in Wheathampstead. Good morning, Damon. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Uh, I was um, talking about um, uh, uh, jumping in. Um, oh, that, 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 the normal phrase is have a go, but jumping in, I think, is much better. Yes. Have you, <laughs> when have you <laughs> jumped in, Damon? <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny you should ask me that. Um, I was travelling on a train on uh, from uh, London home, a Thameslink uh, train. Yeah. Not that Thameslink's anything to do with it whatsoever, and other train lines What an excellent company they are. Uh, they are, marvellous. Uh, and uh, I was, uh, we were pulling into uh, St Albans, and I was standing by the doors, <clears throat> and everyone was piling off the doors. And as they were piling off the doors, I could hear these uh, two voices come on, Girl, get off the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. <laughs> you're, it, wow, you're, you're such a good actor. <laughs> you sound much. like Dick Van Dyke there. <laughs> get out of the way! <laughs> So everyone piles off, and these two young hoodlums, I would describe them as, two young hoodies come on the train, uh, and they've got uh, cans of beer in one hand and, yes. and cigarettes of dubious substances in the other, <laughs> and they kind of run up and down the carriage, uh, going, yes. come on, who wants a sing-song? Who wants a sing-song? Who's going to muck about with us? <laughs> Who's going to muck about words? with us? Well, they, it, it rhymes with muck. OK, uh, yes, but, I got yeah. your point. Thank you. Uh, yes. uh, and, uh, so so no it was one... less of an invitation than a challenge. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was more of a challenge, yeah. And uh, so, obviously, I did the thing that everyone should do and buried my face in my book and tried to ignore them and uh, hide away. But they came back to the doors, and they were standing by the doors, and they lit up... They, they did the worst thing they could possibly do. They lit up their cigarettes. Uh, and... Uh, and I was reading my book, trying to ignore them, and it was, I was just thinking, oh, no, should I do something, should I say something, should yeah. I do something, should I say... And they turned to me and goes, eh, do you want some of this, then? Oh. And so I'm like, oh, my you went, God. Yeah, I'll have a little toke on that. You've actually spoken to me, so oh. I have to react in some way to this. So I said, uh, what is it, then? And they said, what, what do you mean, what, what is it? I said, what, what is it? Is it, like, Pakistani black or something? What, what kind of... What kind? Not knowing what I'm talking about whatsoever. And I took it off him. Yeah. And I stubbed it out on my hand. Hey! <laughs> He's a nut job! <laughs> and they look at me thinking, why has he done that? And I'm thinking, oh, why have I done that? And that really hurts. <laughs> 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 and turns to the other one and goes, hang on, he's an undercover copper. <gasps> and I'm like, yeah. I'm an undercover copper, and I'd like to see some ID, please. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> so one of them gets his ID out, and the other one says, I'm not showing you any ID until you show me yours. Which I'm thinking, that's a very reasonable question, actually. And I'm, th- <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, how is this going to... I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and the train starts to pull into Harpenden. And I'm thinking, what, what, what do I do? What do I do? And I said to them, look, you two, you're getting off the train with me, and we're going to sort it out at the station. I'm calling for backup now. This is insane! <laughs> I'm standing there going, this is insane as well. <laughs> so the train pulls into Harpenden. And they say, we're not getting off the train with you, mate. Yeah. I'm like, you are getting off the train with me. And they're like, we're not getting off. So anyway, I get off the train, yeah. and they follow me off the train. Oh, damn it. Nicely. Uh, 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 we get into the 
waiting room of the... Uh, oh. Are you calling us from a hospital bed? <laughs> <laughs> we get into the waiting room, and I said, right, you two wait there, because backup is on the way now, and we're going to sort this out. Wow. And they're like, we're not waiting here. I said, you wait there, J- you just wait there, because I'm just going out to check on back. And they, could, they watched me walk out of the waiting room, walk across the platform, walk straight back onto the train, and they're still waiting <laughs> <laughs> Damon, I'm I... standing there thinking, please, train doors, shut. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking at me, shouting at me, saying, we're not waiting here. And I'm thinking, no, don't wait there. Run off, do something, but just don't Flippin heck, Damon. Damon, I think I love you. <laughs> anyway, to cut a long story short, we're too late for that. shut and we went off. And well, <laughs> thank God, I've never heard anything from them since. David, that is an amazing story. Catherine has typed up something on my screen. Apart from loving him, you're very posh for a Damon. <laughs> oh, what, what do you mean? That's, that's well, Damon, hard. I would, yes. What other hard. Damons do you know, apart from Damon from Brookside? Uh, unposh Damons. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Damon, it's yes. a brilliant story, excellently told. I suspect we might hear some of that in the podcast. Thank you. For, well, Damon, we've not spoken before, have we? No, we haven't, but I think we are distantly related, Ian. Oh, How? Well, uh, not actually. I, I think I used to work with your sister about 20 years ago. Did you? Joe? Yes, Joe. Lovely Joe. Where did you work with her? Pets win prizes. Hey! Hey, I was on Pets win prizes. You, well, I hope you were a, a bona fide owner of something. No, I was brought in as a... Who would have thought BBC Cup Pets win prizes was a terrible show? First series uh, hosted by Danny Baker. The rest of it hosted by... Um, Dale um, Winton. Dale Winton. Uh, and basically, people brought their pets on and they would win prizes for you. And I was, was, I was lined up, Damon. To be, and the, the fact that you've said that implies that this maybe happened quite often. <laughs> I was I lined no up. What you're talking about? I was lined up to possibly replace a guinea pig owner <laughs> because the guinea pig owner was a nut job, oh. and no one was sure if she could handle the pressure of being on television. So I was like, in the end, I didn't have to replace her. Would you have no. had to work with the guinea pig? Yes, I'd have I had to respect you. I'd have had to have pretended to be the guinea. Instead, Damon, this is this is one of my favourite things I've ever done. Right, and I got fifty quid for this. Instead. I was sat on a deck chair. There were a row of deck chairs. Right, five. With the donkeys. The donkeys. It was the donkeys. Did you have a hat on? Yeah, the hat with the carrots on. Damon, we've worked together. We've worked together. We sat, Damon and I, without knowing this, sat on deck chairs with hats on, straw hats with carrots on, and donkeys had. What did they have to do? They had to eat the carrot off the hat and the first donkey to eat the carrot one. And this was what Saturday night entertainment. This was Saturday night BBC One. Oh, Damon, we we have worked together. It's so nice to meet another performer. Another professional. Damon, I have to go. Do call again, won't you? Yes, I will. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 Great North Road is very slow from the Comeworth turn-off southbound towards the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. In North Holt on the A40 Western Avenue out of London, there's been an accident which closed it between RAF North Holt and the Hillingdon Circus. It's causing long queues into London from the Denham roundabout towards the RAF North Holt. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 19 for Watford. And looking at the speed sensors on the A1M southbound, that's looking very busy from Junction 3 for St. Albans towards the M25. The M1 southbound is also looking very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne, but looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy.
Oh, thank you, Damon. That's made my day. Thank you for reminding me of the time I uh, had uh, uh, sat in a deck chair and had uh, a donkey eat carrots off my head. <laughs> oh, dear. 7.47. It is, uh, where are we? Thursday, the 5th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she finally gets compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. And Hertfordshire Fire Service has criticised a hoax call in Stevenage last night to flats where two firefighters died in 2005. Coming up, let's try and get a bit of daily on the show, shall we? But before that, the return of the marvellous Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. Say kind in. Thank you very much. Um, well, today is a very cold start. We've got temperatures hovering just above freezing across the three counties at the moment. Ones, twos. Uh, those temperatures will pick up by the time we get to the afternoon, of course, and it will be much milder than it has been over recent days. So we're probably looking at nine or even ten degrees, 50 in Fahrenheit. There is some cloud this morning, but the best of the sunshine will generally be, I think, this morning before it starts to cloud over more substantially into this afternoon. It will stay dry all day, turning cloudy, highs of 10 degrees, not a bad looking day, a fairly light southwesterly breeze. Now overnight tonight it'll be milder than it was last night. We're looking at temperatures probably dropping no lower than 5 or 6 degrees Celsius. Staying dry and it will be quite cloudy. So a milder start to the day tomorrow. Tomorrow a fairly similar sort of day. There'll be quite a lot of cloud around, some breaks in the cloud at times where we get some sunshine and it'll feel really quite pleasant. I think we're looking at 11 or 12 degrees Celsius. Might, might even see a degree or so on that by the time we get to Saturday so feeling really quite spring-like over the next few days but just to manage your expectations it's not going to be wall-to-wall sunshine there'll always be quite a lot of cloud that's the forecast Oh, good question, Sarah. She says on Twitter, any news on that chancer without an eye? Hmm. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this to completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
yourself, Justin Dealey. Hey, good morning to your boss. Mate, Busy morning today. Yeah, I, I, I don't, have, you, have you been on Twitter? Uh, no. What, what, what's been happening there on Twitter? There is a photo mm-hmm. of the panther. What? And I'm not, wind, I'm not even winding you up. There is a photo of the man-eating panther that has been terrorising and uh, not only terrorising uh, families, but also snatching babies in Stretley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian has tweeted a picture of the panther. You only see a bit of it, yeah. but it is... I nearly saw then. It is a flipping mass. It's massive. And you're not winding me up. No, 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 no. I've retweeted it. Okay. So if you go on Twitter and look at my, th- I've retweeted it. Um, it's getting scary now. It is you, getting you, scary. You may be taking the Mickey out of this. No, I got a minute. Genuinely, I, something is happening. I'm not the fella mm-hmm. that went to uh, the scene of the incident with a massive badge, looking like Gilbert O'Sullivan, <laughs> and got a, a, a pink panther attacked. You're the one that's taken. I have been behind this panther. Every step of the way from day one, mate. Not true. Uh, So just to update our listeners, and there will be a full update tomorrow because uh, this morning I'm busy dealing with pigeons. Um, We have been talking about pigeons, but also I shall be getting the facts ready for tomorrow's programme. For those that don't know, I went out with two sisters from Houghton Regis, Rosalind and Debbie. Uh, They claim they saw this black panther in Stretley, Bedfordshire. They got out of their car to take a closer look. They also claim the panther chased them. Their words, not mine. They were running for their lives. Mm -hmm. Now, in the last few days, uh, more reports have come in, people saying they've seen something similar. But also, uh, a local man who has some sheep. Um, I've been in contact with Willie. Um, I'm going to meet... Yes, Willie. I'm going to meet Willie a bit later on. When was the last time you were in contact with Willie? Uh, It was uh, yesterday afternoon. Me too. Uh, yep. And uh, later I'll be meeting Willie because uh, one of his sheep was attacked. The vet came along. This was an emergency call. Mm. Thankfully, the sheep has survived. But according to the vet, they're saying this bite is too big to be from a fox and it's too big to be from a dog. You tell me what that could be. Mate, I'm with you. It's a panther. It's mm. Boily who's not buying this. <sighs> Boily? Not even a smidge. Come on. You see? I'm just saying that there is something happening out there. Yes. Why would all these people yeah. be lying? Exactly. One, maybe. Yeah. But the stories are all coming together. This was in the same area. This sheep was attacked. It was attacked half a mile away from the original sighting. All that panther's got to do is go down the bottom of the hill to Sharpenhoe, and there, in front of him, he has a nice meal. Now... <laughs> But he didn't finish now, it. Now, now. Maybe he didn't like the taste. I don't know. Panthers don't normally eat sheep, do they? Guys, guys, let's, let's from one uh, pea to no, another. Uh, pigeons. Yes. What's going on with pigeons? Well, you mentioned this in the papers earlier on. Uh, a man has stamped on a pigeon. Yeah, and this he's is killed nuts. A pigeon. Uh, it's gone to court. Um, you were saying it's a waste of taxpayers' money. I've been on the streets of Luton this morning because, uh, in my experience of travelling the world, yeah. Luton is the pigeon capital of the world. I have seen more well, pigeons in Luton than anywhere else. What, what about Trafalgar Square, mate? Well, I haven't been there for a long time. 
and the last time I went there, they were doing everything they possibly could to get pigeons out of the area. Okay. It's just a few people, but reports are coming in this morning, and you'll hear this report after 8.30. Maybe you know this person. Somebody comes to Luton Town Centre every single day with a trolley, with a trolley oh, full of food to feed to the pigeons. That's what I'm hearing this morning yeah. on the streets of Luton. Oh, is that it? Yes. There's no audio? There will be after 8.30. Oh, flipping it, mate. I was, I, you're giving it the big sell, and no, I thought no, we were going to no, get it's somewhere. It's a big sell. That's what I'm being told. You'll hear that after 8.30. But some people, they absolutely hate these creatures. I'm still struggling to find anybody listening who, A, loves the pigeon, and B, would go and feed the pigeon. OK, well, Justin, it's, it's great to talk to you. And you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Morning, Ian. How are you this I'm, morning? I'm all right, thank you, boss. What you got? Um, well, there's a problem, really. Oh, go on, mate. The Littlest Hobo song that you you love so much. That's correct, yeah. I don't think it's right that we should be playing it in 2015. What? I'm getting back... I'm getting the old payola for this. What, what, what do you mean? Well, it's all about this dog that travels around the country solving crimes and being friends to everyone, isn't it? Yeah. A lovely dog. He's solving crimes, he's being friends to everyone, he's helping orphan children. Yeah, but where's the poop bags? Who carries the poop bags? Uh, you, got me, you got me there on a technicality, Kev. It is a technicality and it's a really worrying one. I don't think the littlest hobo does a poo. You're joking. I don't think he does. It's something is it I've been worried explode? about. It's something I've been worried about. Who's picking up after this dog? He might have a little, Sorry? A little, he might have a little bag tied to his tail that just catches it. Like you. Oh, no, come on. Kev, you've, you've thrown a Spaniard in the works. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. OK, cheers. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. It's all fun and games, isn't it? It's but he's, uh, he's, he's fouling the pavements. It's callers like Kev that make me hate people. Oh. Oh. Yeah. But thanks for your call, Kev. Any Texas? Yeah. Probably. Let's have a look. Oh, flipping it. Black Panther alert Ian. Start the spooky music, says Tony. Oh, we, we haven't got time. To, for me to find it. Oh, blimey. You've got to look at the timings, Catherine. Oh, he's, he's joking anyway. Oh, in that case. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Oney on Western Road, that's looking very slow southbound from Lavenden Road towards Marketplace. And in Bedford on the A6 Amptill Road, that's very busy now between Ropewalk and the A421. On, in North Oath on the A40 Western Avenue in London, it's looking very slow all the way from the Denham roundabout towards RAF North Oath because of an accident in the opposite carriageway. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow around Junction 19 for Watford. On the Trains Virgin, Trains East Coast are reporting 15 minute delays to London King's Cross because of a signalling problem at Welling Garden City. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, you can't click your fingers. I know I can't. That's insane. I'm trying to do it. Okay, I did it. A bit. It's this. It's, hang on a minute. Hang on, let's get rid of the silly music. You ready? Here we go. Okay. <gasps> that is... You're just clapping. No, I'm, I'm clip, clicking. <laughs> Here we go. And sleep. You see? That's how you do it, Sammy. If you always come and teach her, I'm happy to, mate. <laughs> 25 okay? quid an hour, is that all right? Ooh, it's a bit steep. There, well, I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. What can't you do that other people can do? Pigeons. And do we know too much about these people on the front page of the mirror accused of murdering Becky Watts? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire woman's hope for compensation. Missing Luton dad contacts police and fire service anger at Stevenage hoax call. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month means she will finally get compensation. Nikki Jones from St Albans has haemophilia and contracted hepatitis C after receiving treatment after having her tonsils out in 1980. She's waiting on an initial report published by Lord Penrose in Scotland. He's been reporting on this for about, or looking into it for about six years, if I'm right. So it's taken a long time. Whether it'll have an impact on, on what happens down here, I don't know. Obviously, he can make recommendations, mm. but he can't say that you have to award people. We can only hope. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man. 22-year-old Kieran Carroll was last seen at about 2pm on Tuesday with baby Louie on the CCTV of a Luton hotel. A man using a Facebook account in Mr Carroll's name sent a message to police saying he was fine. Bedfordshire police replied saying they need to see the pair in person, adding it's not the role of the police to decide on child custody matters. The Crown Prosecution Service has said there was insufficient evidence for a prosecution in this country of a man who's been found guilty of terror charges in the United States. Abid Nazir was convicted of involvement in a plot to blow up targets, including a shopping centre in Manchester. He was extradited from the UK to the USA in 2013. Downing Street says David Cameron will take part in just one pre-election TV debate. It would have to include at least seven party leaders and would take place later this month before the official start of the campaign. Broadcasters had wanted three debates, including a head-to-head between Mr Cameron and Ed Miliband. More from the BBC's Ross Hawkins. This is David Cameron saying he's only going to debate at a time and in a format of his choosing. Downing Street's argument is there's been chaos in the organisation of the this from broadcasters. They've said for some times that they think that the Green Party should be included. Labour regard this as an outrageous attempt to bully the broadcasters into changing their plans. Hertfordshire Fire Service say details of a hoax call to flats where two firefighters died have been passed to the police. Four appliances were sent to Harrow Court in Stevenage last night after a caller claimed people were trapped. The fire service say despite the suspicions of the operator, they were obliged to treat the call as genuine. Two firefighters died tackling a blaze at Harrow Court in 2005. The planning minister, Brandon Lewis, is in Milton Keynes today, ahead of a referendum on a business neighbourhood plan. It's the first of its kind in the country and will provide a blueprint for development in MK over the next 15 years. The referendum will be held on the same day as the general election in May. In sport, Chelsea remain five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham. Second place, Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. There were also wins for Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool. The weather, a frosty start, then staying dry with a mix of cloud and sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Coming up... Well, earlier on we spoke to Nikki Jones, who got hepatitis C because of a blood substitute that was used back in the 80s. Guess how much money she's had in compensation? Um, um, yeah, none. What can't you do that other people can do? Pigeons, don't you just hate them? And, well, this couple that's accused of killing Becky Watts, I don't want to talk about that case specifically, but 
I know what they look like, I know where they live, I know what their house looks like, I know their relationship, I know what they wear to fancy dress parties. I, 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 I think I know too much about them. It's weird coverage, isn't it? Am I alone in feeling slightly uncomfortable with this coverage? 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got, Boylie? Roy's asking on the text uh, where Dave Luton is. Thought he was calling in or has he bottled it again? <laughs> oh. uh, Stephen Bedford, uh, unfortunately, he, he can't do something everyone else can do. What's uh, that? Let's do our sympathetic head bobs. Oh, can't yeah. burp. And I hate pigeons. And can you let your listeners know that on the A421 approaching the Black Cat roundabout, it's at a standstill, Steve of Bedford. Okay. Steve. Thanks very much. Uh, Tony reckons there are two cuckoos on the loose in Stretley. One of them is a stripy one and makes a screechy noise as it takes flight. We need the pigeon stamper over there right now to put his foot on the cuckoos. Tony, I have no idea what you're on about. Stamping on birds will get you in court, as we found earlier with the yeah, story that's, in the newspaper. Uh, the, the fella went to court because he stamped on a pigeon. I mean... It's a pigeon. It's a rat with wings. We had some crazy ten-year-old phone up and said pigeons were like doves. Well, they're no, not like they doves. are rock doves. That, mate, I'll rock you in a minute. I think um, that's inappropriate. Yeah, and I, I retract that immediately. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, or you can text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. If you were listening an hour ago, you would have heard um, Nikki Jones come in. Uh, she's a woman from St Albans who was given contaminated blood. Um, she got haemophilia. When she was eight, she was given Factorate, a blood clotting agent, which she believes gave her hep C. Uh, it later transpired that this Factorate... Where, where did they, they get this Factorate from? From it's America. Incredible. They were importing it from America, and it seemed they were using blood sold to them by the sorts of people that you would not want blood from. Well, prostitutes and drug users, primarily. Uh, you know, and High-risk hey, groups. What a surprise. 4,000 people were infected because of it. None of these people have had compensation. Half of those people have since died. We can speak now to Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire, Alistair Burke. Good morning, Alistair. Good morning, Ian. Uh, you've been leading calls for improved compensation for patients who were, were given contaminated blood. Why is it so important to you? I have uh, constituents who are uh, affected by this. I've met uh, a number of families who have been infected. Um, and I think uh, myself and a quite a significant group of MPs now, and there's been MPs concerned about this for some time, uh, now feel seriously uh, worried that this has gone on for much too long. There have been attempts to do something about it. There have been payments made to people. Um, but it's never been fully pulled together. And important questions, just as you've asked just now, about where the blood came from, who knew what and when, which is what the public now, these days, want to know about things like this. This has never been fully dealt with. And that's why MPs are still campaigning on this issue. You said in the Commons recently, Alistair, that the scale of the disaster was immense. What did you mean by that? Uh, what I meant by that is it's uh, one of the largest peacetime uh, losses of life that this country has ever experienced. Um, and I, I think it, it, it is the third greatest loss of civilian life um, uh, in, in well over 100 years. 
uh, we all remember the awful tragedy of, uh, of Abba Fan uh, when 144 children mm. lost their lives in a landslip in 1966. Um, the tragedy of a contaminated blood has killed 12 times as many people as were lost at Abba Van. And yet it's a rather unknown issue and statistic. Uh, that is the scale of, of what has happened to people. It seems incredible. We spoke to uh, one woman earlier on, Nikki Jones, who's, who's, who got hep C uh, because of this factor eight. That happened in sort of 1981-82. It, it just seems incredible that so much time has passed and she's not received anything at all. Uh, well, there's some, there are some diseases that do not... Uh, manifest themselves until a long time afterwards, and Hep C is one of them. Mm. You can you can be infected with Hep C, and it can never have any impact upon you at all, or it can have an impact at some stage during your life. And uh, I, I think the authorities do not genuinely know how many people uh, were infected. Uh, and who will show symptoms, uh, and that's why some of these cases are revealed now. What we do know, however, is that some 1,200 people uh, contracted a mixture of HIV and hepatitis. There were 1,200 of those, and of those, only 300 are still alive. And that's probably one of the, uh, one of the biggest parts of this tragedy. Uh, the, the current situation is there is an inquiry, there has been an inquiry taking place in Scotland, the Penrose Inquiry, which is due to report on March the 25th, a long-standing inquiry. That will have an impact on what happened in the rest of the United Kingdom, and we and many others are awaiting the results of that inquiry. Oh, so, so that, I mean, that is, is solely for Scotland, isn't it? But you're saying that, yes. that, that would have an impact in, on England and Wales and Northern Ireland? It will, because it must look at matters which occurred before the evolved administrations because these incidents the uh, the use of the blood happened before there was uh, uh, separate devolved uh. administrations so inevitably it must look at that and I know that there will be implications therefore for the rest of the national health going back to uh, those years uh, so we may speak to you when that report comes out. I really appreciate your time this morning thank you very much thank you thank you very much Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire Alistair Burt. Um, it's one of those stories that just leaves me scratching my head. I'm uh, dumbstruck. If you missed Nikki an hour ago, she was brilliant. I, I thoroughly recommend you go and listen to it uh, on the iPlayer at your leisure. Oh, excuse me, my voice broke there. At your leisure. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, what a surprise! There has not been a mad rush of peng uh, penguin. Let me try that again. Oh, what a surprise! There has not been a mad rush of penguin. No, I did it again. Pigeon fanciers phoning up and defending the pigeon. Instead, we had some lunatic ten-year-old trying to compare them to the bird of peace, the dove. Dove. Uh, I don't like pigeons. They're disgusting. I don't think they should be crushed. They're manky, horrible feet. Are they yeah. born like that? No, that's through being... I reckon that's through being zapped from sitting on things they shouldn't be. But still, but still, just put yourself in that pigeon Pigeon place. poo on my car! That stuff is toxic, man. You can't get it off. You get it off, the paint comes off. Thanks, pigeon. And if they've been eating berries... It's a weird colour. It's, I mean, it's just but, awful. But is that the pigeon's fault? You can make um, uh, petrol out of that. What, pigeon? Out of guano. Can you? Yeah, you, well, not petrol, but you can power. fuel things. You can make power out yeah. of guano. You can put it on your garden as well, but you've got to... Well, it's normally oh. chicken guano, but you've got to let it rot down first, otherwise yeah. it will burn your plants. You can put it on your toast as well. It's not very nice. No, I wouldn't. I it's not very pleasant at all. Um, Janet thought haemophilia only affected males. Yes, Janet, um, lots of people think that. They're wrong. 
I'd never heard that before, that it only five died. No, I think it's more prevalent in males, she, yeah, and it's said, carried by the females, yeah. Nikki said that, but, um, you yeah, know, it affects uh, people of both genders, sexes. Uh, Liam from Tring. Both, Morning, Liam. Boasting, I'm double-jointed in my big toe on my right foot, so I can make my toe have two bends, no, no, and no. I can make a popping sound when no. I move it. No, we're not doing things you can do. Things you can't do that other people, people can, can do. do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying, so I can't burp. I can't do the cross-eyed thing. I've got a weak convergence. It actually is a medical condition. Mm. Um, I can pretty much do everything else. I'm pretty good at everything. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty good. Lynn's in Hazelmere. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us? Um, well, during the war, um, pigeons were really quite heroes. They might be manky old, dirty old things. Pigeons were really quite heroes? Yes, they were. They used to carry messages, oh. coded messages. They're I'm like old-fashioned okay. email, aren't they? P-mail. They are, really. Yeah. But, I mean, I know they're a pain and there's hundreds and hundreds of them, but they are rock doves, actually. They're not... There's no such thing as a pigeon. Well, no... Really. Hang on a minute, Lynn. Just, just, just listen to what you said. There's no such thing as pigeon? Yeah, there isn't. They're proper names. I've seen them. Dove. Yeah, I know, but they're rock doves. No, they're pigeons. <laughs> I've seen them. That's They're horrible. The yes, I know. That's the common word. Yes, they are. A right pain in the bum. I have about 15 in my garden at Shoot the them. Shoot them. No, I don't go around shooting things in. You will. St- <laughs> we'll do what this fella did. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily encourage people to go around stamping on them. No, that's horrible and absolutely vile. And they should be arrested for doing things like that. But if, it was a, if he did it to a rat, though... Yeah, but no, not really. You shouldn't go around stamping on anything. Oh, if a, rat, if a rat was coming towards uh, my children or even me... Rat would run away. It wouldn't come towards no. you. No. Oh, have you ne- have you ever been on the London Underground? Yeah, They're I everywhere. I have, yeah, I know. I've seen them. They come up to you. Mm. What? Well, don't, don't, don't. don't. Don't accuse me. Both Lynn and, and Catherine accusing me of lying. Rats in London come up to. Have you ever done that thing? Right. There were my mum. They mom, don't I, come up to you. I watch them on the track. They're my entertainment. They're like a screensaver while I'm waiting for the. Tube. Years and years ago, right. My mum's garden got overgrown, and there were rats in there. And I saw one, a big one, mm-hmm. right. And so I went up to it and did the. Oi! Get out of it! It just looked at me as if to say, do you want some? Do you want some, son? Because I will give you some. And I went, ooh, yay. They're clever. We used to have pet rats when I was a student, and they used to answer to their names. The noise I made when I saw a rat was very similar to this. Yeah, and I ran straight back in. Yeah, but that's because it took you by surprise. Rats are very, very clever. They're really clever. If they've got something heavy to to move, one will lay on its back, and they will roll whatever it is onto its... Belly yeah, that rats are so clever. That's why they're always in laboratories running around mazes. There's more, than that, more of them than there are of us. Now. Get this, Lynn. Oh, that, had, sounds like, that sounds get, like a fight. Get this, right? Yeah. We what? had two rats, Benny and Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> why would you name rats after a character from Crossroads and a tennis player? Why not? Got to have a name, haven't they? Anyway, they used to answer their names. That's my favourite joke I've ever done. We used to. Well, it wasn't we, the best. We thought let's entertain them. Though. They're clever things, yeah. you know. There's a there's an intelligence in those beady eyes. Let's play yeah. with them. So we got a monkey nut and we fashioned a kind of uh, you know a teasing toy out of a monkey nut and some um, cotton. But the t- the game was brought to an abrupt end. Do you know why, Lynn? Because after about three seconds of, of teasing it with this monkey nut... Tease me, tease me till I lose control. The rat grabbed hold of the cotton, bit through it and stole the nut. Yeah, see, they're clever. I see, Lynn, I don't want to... that we had when my son was young weren't clever because, well, I suppose they were, we put them in the spare bedroom and... You gave them their own room? new curtains. Yeah, but they ate the curtains. Yeah, I, I would be terrified of a rat stealing my nuts. <laughs> Lynn Cheeky! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A40 Western Avenue into London, it's very slow between RAF Northolt and the Swakeleys roundabout because of an accident. In Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, it's very slow from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off towards the M25 Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And in Oney on the A509 Western Road, that's looking very slow between Wellingborough Road and Lavenden Hill on the speed sensors. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 8 for Hitchin to Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the trains, first hold trains and Great Northern trains are reporting 15-minute delays to London King's Cross, and that's because of a signalling problem at Welling Garden City. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. 8.16, it is a Thursday, the 5th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. And Hertfordshire Fire Service has criticised a hoax call in Stevenage last night to flats where two firefighters died in 2005. C's Three Counties Radio. Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. One thing about Monday Night Sport is it's not all about football. Croquet. Basketball. Boxing. Bowls. Oh, you've done me there. Yeah. Did do another one quick. Tennis. Think. Tennis. The one where we were on water on skis. Wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, that's it. Wakeboarding. So it's all these stories, it's all these people. It's not just the sport itself. It's the story behind the individual who's taking part in that sport. You've been far too serious. I have, I have. I mean, we make it a laugh, we make it enjoyable, and people who listen probably wouldn't ever listen to sport in their life. But they would probably listen to Monday Night Sport. We are like... We're not like Gary Lineker and Alan Hampson. No, we're not like that. You can't win anything with kids. I've got a touch of class about me, and then you just sort of pose around, sometimes coming up with the goods every now and again. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, those guys. Those guys. When will they ever learn? 08459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call uh, today. Um, we're talking uh, panthers, we're talking pigeons. No one's been able to phone it and defend the pigeon. There are some creatures on God's earth that we just don't need anymore. I suggest we don't need the pandas. We certainly don't need the pigeons. The pigeons provide nothing apart from anxiety, disease and uh, poop. That's all they give us. 08459 455 555. What can't you do that other people can? We were originally going to call this uh, uh, disabilities that um, don't entitle you to a blue badge. Someone took offence at that, though, so instead... Uh, what can't you do that other people can? I can't burp or cross my eyes. Um, Kelly can't make people laugh. 08459 <laughs> 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. We've got any texts? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Katia, if you're listening, can you give us a buzz, please? Give us a uh, buzz. You've got a funny thing on your Aye. phone. And, Katia, um, give us I a buzz. To press like a hash and it's like scanning. I don't know who's been ringing Pakistani there. black. He had no idea what that is, and I, <laughs> I've got a very limited idea of what that was. 
Uh, we've got some uh, emails. Yes. Uh, April Harper. Good morning. There are right pain, pooping everywhere. Yuck. I think she's talking about pigeons. Is she talking about pigeons or you two? I don't know. Let's continue and find out. OK. I had a nesting pair. Yeah. It's us. In the garden. And their broad used to hang around mm. right up until we got Lily. You've yeah. seen the picture of my huge cat. Yes. We feed Lily raw, so she likes fresh kill. Ooh. Oh, hang on. We need the music. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. She feeds Lily raw? Do you know what that does to me? I had a nesting pair in the garden and their broad used to hang around. Right up until we got Lily. We feed Lily raw. So she likes fresh kill. Let's go to Veronica. Good morning, Veronica. Morning. What can't you do that other people can? I can't do Roger Moore's eyebrow, lifting it. Oh! Classic! No, Veronica, neither can I. And I cannot tell you how much of my life I've spent trying to raise the one eyebrow. Me too. And even more so, Elvis Presley's lip. I, I can can't do, that. do that either. I can, can I, I can do, do the lip. I can do it on the left. I can't do it on the right. I can't do it either side. And my kids laugh at, laugh at me all the time for really? it. Really? And do, do, you, um, uh, do you practice looking in the mirror, even today? Yes. I, good for you, because, uh, OK, this is, uh, this is another phone-in. What do you do in front of a mirror? Because, that's a great one, isn't it? <laughs> that's a great one. Because I still, and I tried this as a kid, and every now and then I go back to it, I try the, um, the eyebrow thing, and I'm thinking, is it willpower? Is it, and I hold down the right, I, I think if I could do it, Veronica, it would be the left one. So I hold down the right one, and I try, and I just cannot do it. That's what I do, and you try pulling up the right one. Yeah. For me, it's the other one. It's the right one I think I could do if I, if I really, 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 really practised it. Have you I'm tried afraid. to get a blue badge? Well, for the car? yeah, they, they won't do it for that. Un- afraid, isn't it so. outrageous? <laughs> political correctness gone mad. Veronica, Absolutely. you're a good spot. I know you've got to shoot off. Thank you very much. It's a great phone-in, dear listener. What do you do in front of the mirror? That's a good one, isn't it, Just? Oh, I like that so much. Can you raise an eyebrow? Uh, just about, but uh, so no. with great difficulty. My mum, God bless her, can wiggle... I don't, probably can't do it now, but she. I remember as a kid, she could wiggle her ears. Yeah, my husband could do that. What? Wiggle That's her ears. <laughs> it was incredible. Go- and as kids in the 70s, we were, you know TV used to stop at three and wouldn't start again until about six. Mm. In those three hours, we would constantly be badgering my mum, going, Mum, Mum, go on, wiggle your ears, wiggle your ears. <laughs> That's what we had. That's what we had. When you see it done, it looks as if they're using the same mechanism you'd use to sort of... Um, Yawn or swallow. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Maybe somebody, some of our listeners, could actually send us a video of that because I would love to oh. see that for real, I'll for get, real people. I'll get my mum to do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you come around and meet my mum. Fantastic. In fact, you can just go around and see her on your own. Okay, she's a bit annoying. I'll tell you what, I used to do a lot in front of a mirror when I was a teenager, and I don't do it at all anymore. And I said, yeah. I was obsessed with doing it in front of a mirror. Here we go. Mm. Here we it's go. During yeah. my teenage years. Yeah, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. Crying. Mm. Crying. Can I cry in front of the mirror? What do I look like? Oh, tragic. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a typical teenage thing to do. Catherine. Yeah. We should be honest with uh, the listener. What? Uh, starting when? Um, starting from now. Oh. Where is that email that I sent you last night? Catherine. <laughs> Cat- no. Yeah, no. No, don't. You don't want that? 
Go on. Where is it? What, what account did I send it from? I can't find it. Catherine and I... Until you get it and you can read it. I don't Ca- want to read it. Well, send it to me and I'll read it. Catherine and I, Justin, last week mm. we went to a college in Coventry. Yeah, so I hear. And we gave a talk to the youngsters who um, uh, wanted to work in radio. We thought they wanted to work <laughs> in radio, right? But then I, I, I posted a little thing about it on uh, ianlee.com, my website, right? Yeah, with a nice picture with, his, with the class behind us. Nice picture us. with the class behind yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh-faced, wholesome youngsters. And then I, uh, I, people can comment on posts on my website, OK? And I have to approve the comment. I, I, I look at it and I go, yeah, we'll, we'll have that. No, we won't have that. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stalling because I'm, I'm trying to find it. I've got it here. Uh, no, I've got it. I found it. Uh, I found it. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? No, I don't want to read it. Okay, it made right. me feel funny. This music is in very in appropriate. Way. I did not approve this comment, right? <laughs> so this is uh, it's allegedly from someone who was one of the pupils at the talk that we gave. Okay? I'm hoping it's a stitch-up. Hi, guys. I was there because I was about to be expelled, but I do not want to make radio shows. I like radio and everything, but it probably is not the career for me. I'm probably going to be a dancer. I just want to get in touch with Catherine because we shared a moment. (laughs) She will know what I mean. I don't. Gosh. If you are Ian Lee, pass this message on, please. It's not weird. We had an adult-to-adult thing. Nothing illegal. (laughs) I don't want sex. Unless she does. (laughs) I am the dark blonde guy with blue eyes who rose and said he likes radio. <laughs> Everyone's got a stalker at the moment. Gosh, That's... this is uh, incredible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was racking my brains about what moment the I had. The thing is, we didn't. We, we, we were in the classroom in front of these young people all mm. the time. We didn't have any individual conversations. Catherine sat on a on a desk talking, yeah. looking fine. Um, and uh, we, we had a moment. I, I love this bit. I don't want sex, unless she does. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, he's a gentleman. Oh, the people that you meet, eh? <laughs> Rather you but... than me. Do you want to come to the next one, Joe? I didn't no. even... Listen, it's for moments, adult to adult or otherwise, I didn't even hold a door open for anyone. There was no moment. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, dearie, dearie, mate. Now, listen... You're like, we'll do pigeons after half past if that's all right, Just. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Because uh, I tell you why, because I thought you'd like this one, Catherine. Because you do this. Yeah. Oh, what? Crack down on fairies in the forest. I don't do this. We just have fairies in the house. Be careful. Once, Be careful. Once upon a time. Hang on, we need to. Don't mess with this magic. We need some music, hang on. <laughs> I like this music. No, actually, we'll have, we'll have this. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a magical forest where elf-sized doors appeared on the trees and children flocked from, a, from far and wide to see them. The tiny do- Oh, hang on, that's, sorry. Are you- there we go. The tiny doorways began popping up in a wood in Somerset 15 years ago, installed by grown-ups keen to fuel their youngsters' imaginations. But anyone expecting a fairy tale ending will be disappointed, t- disappointed after the Woodlands trustees ordered a crackdown on the ground that the tradition had got out of control. These are these tiny little doors... That appear in people's houses. That people... Well, some of them are genuine. Some of them are genuine. I know the ones in your houses are genuine. And at the bottom of the garden. Y- yeah. And at the playhouse. And I've seen yours, and I've seen your tiny little door, and it is certainly genuine. It's a sight to behold. 
Not only does that door um, tantalise my children, but it also helps them to behave. It's a doorway to a magic kingdom. Yeah, because something that people don't realise is that fairies don't like shouty children. So if the children ever give me jip, the fairies disappear. Yeah, they're on my side. But some adults have been putting these uh, in, in the, the woods that aren't magic, and the National Trust have got involved and said, Oi! Get your tiny doors and take them back! <laughs> That's a bit mean-spirited, isn't it? My daughter left a note for the fairies yesterday. Oh, yeah. She's disappointed with their service. What service are they offering these days? I'll have to, um, I'll have to tweet the picture later on, but um, yeah. she was disappointed with their wish-granting uh, uh, ra- ratios. Oh, blimey. She said, why on, a, why on earth, when my sister and I wish for things out loud, aren't you granting anymore? She's had a reply. Sorry, granting or grunting? Granting. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Justin, we'll speak pigeons after the news. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, my dears. 08459 455555. What can't you do that other people can? Pigeons, aren't they just awful? And, and tread carefully. What do you do in front of the mirror? 08... That's one of my favourite... That's up there with celebrity handkerchiefs. 08459 455 555. The M25 anti-clockwise has long delays from Junction 27 for the M11 towards 25 for Enfield because of an accident. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. And in Luton on New Bedford Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident at Cromwell Road. It's causing delays from Bath Road. On the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very slow through the roadworks between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. And into London on the A40 Western Avenue, there are long delays between the Swakeley's Roundabout and the RAF Northolt because of an accident there in the opposite carriageway. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month means she will finally get compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. David Cameron has made what Downing Street is calling a final offer to take part in just one televised leaders' debate before the election. And Hertfordshire Fire Service has criticised a hoax call in Stevenage last night to flat where two firefighters died in 2005. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remain five points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win at West Ham last night. Second place Manchester City beat Leicester 2-0. Arsenal were 2-1 winners at QPR. Manchester United won 1-0 at Newcastle with a late goal from Ashley Young. Although the headlines this morning are about Papis Cissé and Johnny Evans apparently spitting at each other. Here's Newcastle manager John Carver. You can't do it, can you? I mean, it's one of the worst things in, in football, I think. But to be honest, I, like I say, I can't really comment on it. I just know there was a fracas on the halfway line. Obviously, I'm watching where the ball is, and, and like I say, I, I can't really comment on it. Tottenham beat Swansea 3-2. The Swansea striker, Bafatimba Gomez, says he's fine after fainting on the pitch in the opening minutes at the same ground where Fabrice Muamba collapsed. Gomez collapsed three times in 2009. Here's his manager, Gary Monk. We understand Baffy's history, but obviously we've 
done all the tests, he's had all the tests all his life and you know all the checks and everything like that, it's just part of his life. What he's been through um, growing up and, and obviously in his history, but obviously it's it's a scary thought when you, when you see it, but no, in terms of, of himself, he's actually fine. Liverpool beat Burnley 2-0 and Stoke beat Everton also 2-0. Watford have extended midfielder Ben Watson's contract until 2017 with an option for a further year. The 29-year-old joined the Hornets in January for an undisclosed fee. Watford remain third in the championship after Norwich lost 1-0 at home to Wigan last night. Wickham have appealed against the red card, shown to substitute Matt McClure in the win at Tranmere on Tuesday night, 70 seconds after he came off the bench. Bangladesh have beaten Scotland at the Cricket World Cup. Bangladesh face England on Monday. And another top jockey is to quit the saddle. Flat Racing's three-time champion Richard Hughes is to follow National Hunt's AP McCoy into retirement. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Four double five, five double five. Three counties radio. Have my blue fader down. Um, you're right. Right, no. Sore fingers. Right, I nearly cut my finger off the other day chopping some uh, some onion. The state of your nails. Oh, shut up! I was it's doing. Disgusting. I know. I know. They're all wonky. I know. I know. What do you mean you nearly chop your finger off? It, I was it, chopping onion. Yeah, your finger's still there, mate. On uh, well, it it's nearly not, wasn't. It's not hanging by a thread. I actually, I, I screamed. Oh yeah. Because I sliced into it, chopping onions. Imagine that, chopping it. Oh, I'd, and I thought, gosh, where's the injury? And the, what do you mean, where's the injury? Look there, look at that, look. Oh, you big baby. It bled a lot. Oh dear. It's very painful. Yeah. You're right. I need to go and do my nails. They are disgusting. Mm. Do you ever get a manicure? No. Oh, I love a manicure. I love a manicure. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's fantastic. I don't I haven't had it done for ages. My nails are in a bit of a state. But I think it's so decadent. It's so You've wonderful. got a bit of mud under that one there. That's not mud. Got two young boys. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, yep. it's the big story of the day. Yeah. I'll be asking, do you think David Cameron is clever or cowardly oh. for refusing to debate with Ed Miliband. David Cameron has said he'll only do one televised debate ahead of the general election and it must include seven party uh, leaders. Uh, this announcement rules out a head-to-head clash with Labour leader Ed Miliband ahead of the election on the 7th of May. The former Labour Deputy Prime Minister, John Prescott, has taken to Twitter to, to call Mr Cameron a chicken. <laughs> Whilst Shadow Foreign Secretary Douglas Alexander says Mr Cameron is scared of debating yeah. with Ed Miliband. But with polls showing a majority of people still think David Cameron is a more credible candidate to be Prime Minister than Ed Miliband, I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning from yeah. Nine. Do you think David Cameron is clever or cowardly for refusing to debate with Ed Miliband? He can be both, can't he? He's obviously being, I would suggest, he's being very canny, because he is, I think, three points ahead at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, So he's he's clever not to, but he could also be... um scared of being, you know, found out, possibly. The thing is, when you when you think back to it, it feels as if the, you know, the prime ministerial debates going up to the election is something that, you know, well, why wouldn't he? We've, you know, we, we should have this. We have a right to see him. But actually, I believe I'm right in saying Gordon Brown was the first prime minister to agree to this. Yeah. Because yeah. Tony Blair would never do it, would he? No, it was only last, the last election, 2010, was the first time we had it. Yeah, exactly. And it was, so, it was they, were, they were quite dull, weren't they? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, really? oh I loved all. I loved all three. Would it, of them. Well, I don't think the one with seven people is going to work. No, that will be dull. That's silly. That will be dull. That's. Silly. I mean, what Ply Cymru, Cymru thing? Exactly. I mean, really, it should just be between Cameron and Miliband. Yeah. That should be it. Yeah. There shouldn't be anyone else. You know, there shouldn't be. You don't think Clegg? No. No. But no, because it should be. And they should rebrand it the Prime Minister debate oh. between the two people oh. who would potentially be the Prime Minister. There you go. Now, you know, of course, there may be a massive surge in support for UKIP or yeah. the Liberal Democrats or any of the smaller parties, but statistically, it's pretty unlikely that any of those men would be the Prime Minister. What if David Cameron and Ed Miliband um, were filmed living on a barge for a month and they travelled the waterways of, of Great Britain? I'd watch that. That would be very good. I would watch that. I'm sensing, though, and I'm no expert in this, but I'm sensing both of them might have a bit of other work to do. OK, yeah, fair point. Fair you know point. what I mean? Yeah, fair point. They're not unemployed actors or TV presenters. They've got quite a lot of time taken up with important things, you would think. I hadn't thought of that. Fair point, yeah, you know, thank you. Who's going to run the country while David Cameron is on a, on a narrowboat? They'll have Blackberry. Well, from nine this morning, do you think David Cameron is clever or cowardly for refusing to debate with Ed Miliband? And how much difference will these televised debates make to the way you vote, do you think? We'll debate all of this this morning. From nine on 08459 455 555. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Redfans! Redfans! You know things are going bad. Jonathan came in and he said, how, how are you? Actually, and you're going to hate me, Catherine, and I feel bad even saying to this to you. Do you know what I'm looking at on the computer? New jobs. <laughs> who was that? Sorry, that was I wouldn't thing. hate that. Well, go on, go on. Jonathan came in and said, how are things? I said, well, you know things are going bad when I'm looking at... Are you on eBay? Oh, yeah. Get off eBay. I've, I've reactivated my account. What? I've put a bid on two things that I really want. What are they? That monkey's thing. One is one is um, a, a rare test pressing of a Michael Nesmith record, and one is is the a, 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 a 16 millimeter film of the opening titles of the monkeys in Spanish. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Oh, God. Not understand them. That's what he's. <gasps> You're listen, so funny. Why do you buy such pointless things? What? Well, what are you going to do with that? I'm going to enjoy it. How? No, he's not. He's going to hide them because he can't get them out at home because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's spending his money on that stuff. You oh, don't know... At least you're announcing it on the radio. Yeah, yeah well, she, my wife doesn't know that I do this as a job. She thinks I, I work in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would explain the suit that you change out of when you get here and put your joggers on. Stop it. It's, it's an essential part of who I am. And it's going to sound a little bit... Hang on a minute. Like this. Hang on, are you ready? There we go. <laughs> That's Italian. Might I think be. I prefer that one. It's good, isn't it? It's not going to sound like that. Well, if it does, you've been done. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I like that. Because if you know a song inside out, why not get it in a different language? Uh, do you know what? I, I love songs. Tomorrow, famous songs in a foreign language. I love it. Come we can't do it because it's Vinyl Friday. OK, Monday. All right. Come get mit deiner hand. Yeah, I love that one. Sie liebt dich. 
Justin? Uh, well, if you look at the Motown back catalogue, a lot of the Motown acts in the 1960s, yeah. they produced songs in about five different yeah, yeah. languages. Of course they did. Yeah. did. Big Buck. Mm. Big Buck. And Petula Clark, I think, was known for that as well. And Scylla. Boonton. Surprise, surprise. Petula Clark is massive in France. Mm. Yeah, exactly. She you lives see. there now, doesn't she? I don't know. Yeah, she's so massive. Can't move out. Anyway, Justin. Yes, boss. Le pigeon. Uh, yes. Sur le pont d'Avignon, le pigeon, sir. What have you got for us in the way of the pigeon? If you yeah. do not mind sharing it with us, you naughty yeah. little boy. You sound so good this I morning. do sound so good, don't I? Good. Thank you, mate. You are such a waste being English. Such a waste. Oh, bless you, brother. Thank That's you. Okay. It's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, you've been talking about this man in the papers this morning who yeah. went to court uh, for stamping on a pigeon. Yep. You think it's a complete and a waste of taxpayers' money. I've been in Luton this morning. I see more pigeons in Luton than any other town I've been to. So I've been there to to get some facts on the pigeons and also to find out if people love them or if people hate them. Some very interesting views coming up here. Here's what people had to say. Thank you. Now, sir, your job is to clean the streets. This area has just been jet-washed. This is where the pigeons hang out. At the moment, it looks clean. How long will it stay clean for? I would presume maybe two, three hours before somebody comes down and starts feeding the birds and then obviously birds will do what they do after they've been fed and then we've got mess everywhere. So even though there's signs up saying don't feed the pigeons, people still come down here with food for the pigeons? It's on a daily basis. We have one person that comes down the town and actually brings a trolley full of loaves of bread and just throws them all over the town. A trolley? Somebody comes down here with a trolley? A little shopping trolley and it's full of bread and they just throw it all over the town. That is extraordinary. So uh, it costs the taxpayer thousands of pounds a year. This is jet washed every morning for that sole reason, for the for the bird mess. And there's no other reason for this to be jet washed every day. Well, I'm now going to go and speak to the public to see if they love or hate the pigeon. Thank you. <laughs> man to man, would you ever feed the pigeons in this town? No. No, they cause trouble. That's why. Do you think maybe we need to have some sort of pigeon gallery on Crime Watch for the, for the trouble they're causing? Yeah, if it helps. If it helps, yeah. Hate them. <laughs> They're like rats. You don't find them cute? No. They're a pest. Sir, tell me your thoughts on the pigeons. Are they causing chaos here? Yeah, they are. <laughs> All over the place, and even cars. You know. I'm going to ask you a very deep question now. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Would you ever stamp on a pigeon like this man has? We're talking about this man in the newspapers today. Would you ever stamp on a pigeon? Oh, I don't know. It takes some thought, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. no, it takes some deep thought. Thanks yeah. for your time. Yeah. Not happy, mate, were they? They weren't happy at all. I mean, the, the suggestion there from the first man saying that uh, something should be done on, on Crime Watch, and uh, to the last man there who really went away deep in thought about whether he would stamp on a pigeon. People don't like them, but whether they would kill them or not, that's a living creature. That is a different thing. That is, for me... Cowards. Go, well, it's going too far. Cowards. Mm, yeah. No, they're cowards. Yeah. If they don't do it, they're, they're cowards, aren't they, Kenny? 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 Hello. Hello, Kenny. <laughs> oh, hello, Ian. They're cowards, aren't they? Well, they could be, mate. Yeah. Kenny? I mean, I don't like pigeons myself. I think they're flying rats, but... Thank you. Kill them. Uh, well, I don't think you should kill them, mate. But, yes. I mean, uh, 
I just don't, I don't like them. Kelly, what do you do in front of the mirror? Stick around, Justin. This, this, yeah. uh, I might need backup. Okay. Oh, mate, you're going to love this one. We all must remember happy days in the Fonzie. Oh. How about standing in front of the mirror with your thumbs up going, Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I caught um, Catherine doing that this morning and I managed to record it. Here it is. Hey. You see? Oh, Busted. You're right. It's, the, it's the, one, of the, the, one of the iconic images of the 70s was the opening titles of Happy Days, the Fonzie looking in the mirror, going to comb yeah. his hair, realising it was perfect. Is that what you do, Ken? I'm still doing it, mate. When you talk, when I was listening to your show this morning, I'm driving down the A1. I even look in the mirror and done it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, thank you, mate. That's a brilliant call. Top man. Hey, so maybe we can get a little voxy on that for tomorrow, Just. Yeah, no problem what at all. What do you do in the mirror? Keep it clean. But in saying that, I, I've, got to, I've got to shoot off now. Um, I, I've got to go and meet Willie. Um, th- this you got to shoot course, off to meet Willie? Yeah, What's going I'm, on? I'm going to meet Willie. Uh, Willie is the man who lives in Bedfordshire. His sheep was attacked uh, just around the corner from Stretley, of course. Uh, the first sighting of the uh, what we think is, is a black panther. His sheep has been attacked. Uh, thankfully, it survived. The vet has said uh, this bite mark, too big for a fox, too big for a dog. Okay, if it's not a black panther, you tell me, boss. Come on, you tell me Dealey, what you, you think it might be. Dealey, you're having a go at the wrong guy. I know there's a panther out there, mate. Uh, um... I, in I think fact, with the grace of respect, just yeah, I broke the story. <laughs> I broke the story. I am on my way now to meet Willie. I want evidence. You will hear that evidence on your show tomorrow. Justin, mm. I would, I would love to get a picture of. I'd love to see you and Willie together in a picture. Could no, you? Could you problem. get me one? Yeah, I can do L- that. Little no Willie problem. selfie. Yeah, good lad. Thank Let you. Let me get the audio first. Thank also, you. Also, Justin, you <laughs> might want to stay tuned because in about five minutes' time, I believe the pretender to your your throw oh. will be on, Katia. Your nemesis. Uh, and she's uh, got a little something for us. Oh, what, what, what's that on? Wait and see. C- can, you, can you say? Ooh, well, any, no. Any information I don't want to steal her thunder. You wouldn't like it. No, okay. mate. She's taking pictures. OK. Thank you, Justin. Cheers. Ta-ta. Uh, 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Sandy on the A1 northbound, a car's broken down between the Sandy roundabout and the Akbar at Georgetown Road, and that's causing delays. On the A1 Great North Road, it's very slow between Tamsford and the Black Cat roundabouts, and also from the St. Neots Junction, all through the roadworks, it's looking really busy. In Luton on the A6 New Bedford Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident at the junction for Cromwell Road, and that's causing queues from Bath Road. And on the motorways, the M1 southbound's very slow from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne, and the M25 Anti-clockwise is very busy round Junction 16 for the M40. That's as a result of the problems on the nearby A40. On the trains, Virgin, Virgin East Coast, versatile Toll trains and Great North. This is Virgin on the ridiculous. <laughs> I'm the, so sorry. I'm so sorry, Savvy. That's a new name. Virgin so, Trains East Coast. Oh! A 15-minute delay. Sorry, it's a serious point. Into London King's Cross mm, okay. because of a signalling problem right. at Welling Garden City. Anytime you're ready. The Thank BBC you. Three Counties Radio. There we go, Sammy. 
8.46, Thursday, the 5th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who was given contaminated blood as a child says she hopes a report out later this month will mean she will finally get compensation. Police investigating the disappearance of a young father and his eight-month-old son from Luton appear to have been contacted by the missing man on Facebook. And David Cameron has made what Downing Street is calling a final offer to take part in just one televised leaders' debate before the election. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning again. Temperatures slowly creeping up. Uh, we've got them between zero and three degrees at the moment. We've got some clouds spreading in from the northwest as well. Uh, the best of the today's sunshine will be through this morning. More like sunny spells through the late morning and then clouding over into the afternoon. Uh, but the air is going to get milder. It's coming in from the southwest. So uh, we're looking at top temperatures today, probably up to around nine, maybe even ten degrees Celsius towards southern areas. That's fifty in Fahrenheit. So altogether, around dry um quite a cloudy day turning into a cloudy day anyway and then staying dry and cloudy overnight too but a milder night than we saw last night temperatures dropping no lower than five or six degrees celsius tomorrow dry cloudy where we do get some sunshine tomorrow it will feel really very pleasant because the temperatures will be up to 11 or 12 degrees celsius set to climb just a little bit further for the weekend so it'll feel nice and spring-like but there'll still be quite a lot of cloud around that's the forecast After another mixed night of football for our local sides, Saturday brings another chance to get three points. Watford are away to playoff chasing Wolves. MK Dons are at home to promotion rivals Preston. Still Carl Baker plays it across, and there's that goal that MK Dons have been looking for. Luton host Morecambe. And Luton Town have the second goal. And Stevenage entertain Newport. To the back post, Pets underneath it. Great goal by Stevenage. Follow your team with Three Counties Sports, Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. We got any Texas? Um, hang on, let me try again. We got any Texas? Yes. Good morning. Yes. Go on. Yes. Let's have the Texas. It's about pigeons. Yeah. Uh, Mick, we live in a sick society with idiots stamping on pigeons, oh, shooting and culling oh, pigeons over oh, different matter. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, OK. It's just a pigeon. Bev says, leave the pigeons alone. They have every right to live. I'd like to stamp on some humans. Oh, I, do you know what? I hate these people that uh, say, oh, look, we've got to look after the little doggies and we've got to look after the little pigeons. But I tell you what, there are, I'd, I'd kill some people. No, 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 no. no. Don't be killing anyone. No, no, no. Listen, people are more important than, than the birds and, and animals. Fact. Fact. Yeah, we, we should look after the birds and the animals. Of course we should. We should do our best to protect them as we can. But people are more important. Okay. Fact. Evan Luton's been on. Uh, been on. Morning, Ev. There's a clue as to his true is name. Ev, is Everard still angry with us because he turned up on Friday and we, we sent him away? We denied him access. Everard is giving us clues as to what his name is. Okay. Oh, go on. His nickname is Minty. Okay, so Everard. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't stamp on one, but I'd like to kick one in the shape of them. I reckon they'd go quite far, look a bit like a rugby ball. Now, come on, this is all nature's creatures. Let's take care of them. We're custodians of this planet. Oh, no stamping on anything oh, or I'm anyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've just seen a picture that's really annoyed me. What? Kelly Joe Hearsey. Oh. 
tweeted a picture. Yes. Millie. So we had, we had Millie phone out, who's 10 years old. Yeah. And she had this fine, a fine young woman. Rubbish argument Who about. You? She didn't pwn she me, mate. You. She didn't pwn me. And if you keep on saying that, I will turn your microphone off. Oh, that will show me. Millie, who took ponership. Well, Kelly, you've spelt ponership wrong, mate. So, uh. There's a picture of Millie, who took ponership of Ian this morning, enjoying pigeons, which are, of course, the same as doves. Though, well, if, I don't know if Millie's your daughter, Kelly. I'm assuming she is. Yes, she is. Uh, I don't want to say it. Bad mum. <gasps> I'm going to say it, because she has allowed her daughter to stand near, well, what looks like a bin that's covered in poop, and then Millie has got one, two, three, four, possibly five, let's say four pigeons on her. Pigeons have got diseases. Pigeons brought the plague over. No, they yes, didn't. they did. No, it's Pigeons have got fleas. Pigeons are, have got manky feet and they wallow in their own poop. They don't wallow. And she's Kelly Joe Hearsey, who claims to be a professional photographer. Well, judging by the composition of that photo, you're not. Rude. She has allowed these pigeons all over her daughter. What's the number for social services? Let me Google it. Oh eight four five hey. nine four double five. Ian, why are you being so personal? Is it because she's got you on the run? Yes, I think it is. I can see your running spikes. I think I'm going to block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly then says in the next tweet, "Yes, I am a bad mum." She wet herself shortly after this due to overexcitement. See, <laughs> see, Paul. Oh, don't tell us that. See, Paul, they're yeah. disgusting, aren't they, Paul? Hello. Morning, Paul. What you got for us? I keep racing pigeons, Ian, and I think they're lovely. Sorry. I keep racing pigeons. And I think they're lovely. Well, they're not lovely, are they? Of course they are. Well done. You're, you're using pigeons uh, as, uh, as a slave, as one of the most base entertainment forms there is. It's, they're an old-fashioned Nintendo in your book. So, well done. You're making them work. But do you eat them when they're old? No, they get a bit tough when they're old. Have you ever eaten one of your pigeons? Not one of mine, but you, I have eaten you, you would, wouldn't you, Paul? If things got tough... You yeah, oh yeah, if got tough on, Mike. Do, do you name the pigeons? Uh, not really, no. They've all got their individual numbers, the races. So. Which, number would you, which number do you think you would eat first? I don't know, it's a bit like a Chinese, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Go, no, I bet number four is quite tasty. Paul, Paul what know. pleasure do you get out of having pigeons? Well, when I send them off to uh, races in France. Oh, dear. And um, when they come back, it's, it's such a buzz to know that you've trained that pigeon and, and he's made his way back safely against all the hawks and the French shooting at him and people kicking them and, you know, so stuff like that. Paul, thank you very much indeed. You're wrong, but thank you. Luanne. Morning. Morning, Luanne. What have you got? Um, I went to Venice once. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's a dump, isn't it? Oh, it was a bit smelly, but hey, it was Valentine's Day. It was yeah, really we all like a good smell on Valentine's Day, don't we? <laughs> um, and we were feeding pigeons because it's allowed out there because they give you little packs of food. St Mark's Square. St Mark's Square, that's right. Done it myself. Catherine, again, I've got to remind you, we've got another caller. We've got audio to play. We're running out of can time Can you stop here. doing this? Well, then I'll can you quick. stop? Can you stop can doing you do this? this? Oh, I can do it with, with these both. Yes, Luanne, quick! Well, I trod on the pigeon. Yes. And it got up again to finish the food because it was obviously so hungry that it was well, so fat and so hungry it didn't get squished. Wow. But it's been a running joke from sort of then on because my did husband it, proposed it, to me that day as well. So did he? Oh God! But what, what was he? Was the final thing that because he'd been thumbing and ahhing and then he saw you stand on a pigeon. He thought, yes, she yes. is the one for me. That's exactly.
exactly right. Did yeah. it make a crunching noise? It did, right oh. underneath my feet, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Luanne... It still I, got up, though. Uh, Luanne, I would love to talk more about this, but, but Catherine's crammed too much into the Robo show. Robo-pidge. Katia! Yes, hello, good morning. Hello, good morning to you, Katia! Very, very quickly, I'm talking really quickly, because we don't have much time, but uh, you are working with a legend, it, it turns out. That's, that's Catherine, yep. she's a legend. Oh, flip it. Former pop star. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, uh, what, what is... I'll let you two do this. What is this, girls? What, well, what's a, what are you... What, is it a knitting pattern? It's a chapter in my life I don't tend to go on too much about, but uh, I was a pretty big deal in, a, in, in garage music. Uh, yeah. When I say garage, mm. in my friend's garage, when we were 10, we had a pop group called Wow. Mm. Uh, it consisted of me, Fiona, Katie and Gemma. Mm. Although Gemma's the one who won't get together for the reunion but um she's you know she thinks that she's moved on yeah time's running out guys time's anyway running so out. we talked about know. maybe getting back together katia yeah. um you got excited about that and it seems like you weren't the only ones yeah i know Shall i press play yes oh blimey <laughs> Hello dear listeners, it's Katya and today I'm reporting to you live from the main heavy metal venue in London, the underworld, where I'm going to share some incredible news about an 80s band reunion with a bunch of metalheads. See how they react. So we're all here today for yeah. Sanctuary. How excited are you about Sanctuary coming back together? Sanctuary is real half metal. Yeah, Sanctuary yeah. definitely it's is not real half metal. the first time I've seen them, but yeah, it's going to be like... So yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, it would be a 9, a 10? Or... 11 on the scale! 11! <laughs> yeah. Right, but I've got an amazing news for you, right? Well, listen, Which one? There's another 80s band that is coming back together. Which one? Which one? That's wow. <laughs> There's a song that's about to begin. There's a song that we're gonna sing. Yo, we're, we're wow. wow. Yo, we're, we're wow. wow. Sing it to the audience loud and clear. Sing it to the audience so they can hear. Yo, we're, we're wow. wow. Yo, Yo, we're wow, running down the speedway, chasing on my ice cream. Yo, we're wow. Yo, we're wow. My God, I don't believe that. Does anyone remember the lyrics from Wow? BBC condones any kind of killing, even in the name of wow. I mean, really, we, we cut two excellent calls short for, for you to have a little uh, stroke there, a little ego stroke. If Katya does the work, then it would be churlish not to show oh, it, wouldn't it? No. Katya, thank you. Sorry about that. Katya, uh, you, uh, you really have the worst taste in music. You, you, do you still like Lordy? I remember you used to like Lordy. No, it's not me who did. It's the other guy who did, what was his name? The one who was the correspondent for Lordy. Oh, I don't, no. I don't remember. It's a life to go. Well, Katia, yeah. listen, um, uh, mm -hmm. if you do choose to listen to another radio station, yeah. <laughs> you, you have my blessing. OK. Thanks. Bye. And if anyone else wants to make us something, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. How do they do it, Ian? I don't know. They put something together in a computer and send it. 
Have a go. I wouldn't bother. I would. If it's, if it's that level. We've got any taxes? We've got a minute. Any taxes to finish up on? And tomorrow we will carry on. What do you do in, in front of your mirror? Keep it clean. Pam in Sudden Park. Leave pigeons alone. They helped the war and won medals. They helped the war. No, they did. I mean, well, they did, but only because we made them. Roger. They didn't. The, the pigeons didn't, in a, a, a sense of, um, the, the, what do they call it? Not posterity. Patriotism. Go, yeah, let's go and fight the, the Nazi pigeons. How do you know? We made them do it. How do you know? There's a statue in London for all the animals that lost their lives in the war. Oh, do me a favour. They did. What about all the animals that, that lost? Freedom. What about all the animals that lost their lives so I could have a McDonald's yesterday? Well, that brings me to Roger's text. Chickens Morning, Roger. are just as disgusting as pigeons, but you eat them. You need stamping on. I'll eat a pigeon. I've got no problems with eating a pigeon. Just stamp on it. Well, on that bombshell, uh, that's it. That's your lot. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford on Midland Road, the traffic lights aren't working at River Street, which is causing delays. In Sandy on the A1 northbound, it's a broken down cars blocked the road between the Akbar and the Sandy roundabout, which is making it very slow. And in Luton on New Bedford Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident at Cromwell Road, that's causing delays from Bath Road. On the motorways, the A1M southbound has queues through Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the trains, Virgin Trains East Coast, First Hull Trains and Great Northern services to London King's Cross have 15 minute delays because of a signal failure at Welling Garden City. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Oh man, that's it. That's your lot. That was a rollicking roller coaster ride of well, something, wasn't it? Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can. You can email Ian I A I N dot L W at BBC dot co dot UK, or if you want to suck up to Catherine, it's Catherine dot Boyle B O Y L E at bbc.co.uk. We're going to record the links now for the podcast. If you want to get the podcasts, go to iTunes. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think David Cameron is clever or cowardly for refusing to debate with Ed Miliband? David Cameron has said...